the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The idea that no one is looking at the model presented by Mayor Rudy Giuliani in New York, which was very simple. If you throw a rock, you're arrested. If you throw a bottle, you're arrested. And all of a sudden, New York was, and it literally was almost overnight, New York became safe. The John McCullough Show, weekday evenings at 6 on The Patriot. It's time for the Catholic High School League Football Game of the Week on The Patriot. Each week, we'll bring you the best of the Catholic High School League games. Join us for live play-by-play coverage each week this fall. The CHSL Game of the Week is proudly sponsored by Cush Paint, Nahez Recruiting, Balance of Nature, Alliance Catholic Credit Union, and Siena Heights University. Welcome back to Macomb, Dakota, everyone. Jeremy Otto alongside Chad Bush to bring you the call. Beautiful night for football. Dakota about to march back onto the field here before the National Anthem. The crowd starting to file in. It's a big student section to our right, decked out in some garb over there. It looks like Hawaiian theme, maybe. And Chad's got his Hawaiian shirt on up here as well. No, he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Took it off for you, buddy. Too much excitement going on. Beautiful night for football. And uh, what do we got here tonight? What's uh, the thing that you want to know most tonight about this game? I'm curious what you are looking for, sir. Well, it'll be interesting to see can Orchard Lake bounce back. I think everybody yeah. is like, hey, is it going to happen? I mean, the program is there in terms of the backing, the coaching staff, the tradition. But whenever you dip down for two straight years, I guess you kind of say, hey, what's going to happen? Um, are you going to fall into a rut that's even further than that? We have seen some, I guess, historic programs take a dip like that. But overall, I think there's a belief that at some point they'll turn it around, and there probably is a deeper belief that it'll be this year at some point. Yeah, there is. Uh, we've seen it. It is cyclical in the Catholic League. We've seen Brother Rice win three straight state titles, just like Orchard Lake St. Mary's did, and then have two dog years. Catholic Central estate title, a dog year or two in between. They've all done it, and St. Mary's is no different. And so they'll try to emerge this year, but it's going to be a challenge. But they feel the offensive advantage this year is their offensive line. And they're led by big Alex Weber. Uh, He's going to be the guy that protects that left side. And for Grant Henson, the quarterback, who is their leader, and a guy who's a very accurate passer, throws a nice ball, uh, a, a guy that can get this offense set, he's also the key, and he's the improvement. But you have two Division I wide receivers on either side of you. So that's always a bonus. And then you have four running backs that will come at you. So they are better, Jeremy, but it's got to translate to wins. They think they have their best talent in three years. Yeah, I noted about it. Well, it's the Cougars and the Eaglets getting ready to square off here from Macomb, Dakota. You're listening to the Catholic High School League Football Game of the Week right here on FM 101.5 and AM 1400 The Patriot. More next. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Cush Paint and Nahez Recruiting. 
Hey, Warrior fans, it's Sean Belegian, and we are back. That's right, Warrior Football back right here on your home for the Warriors. FM 101.5 and AM 1400, the Patriot. Don't miss a second of the GLIAC action as the Warriors look to get back on top in the GLIAC Conference. Along with my broadcast partner, Josh Rennell, Wayne State Hall of Famer, join us each and every week we follow the journey of the 2019 Warriors right here on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. You're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week, only on The Patriot. Is there anything wrong with being a good sport? Helping an opponent up after knocking them down? Sincerely congratulating the other team after the game, win or lose? Showing respect for referees? It's how we should act every day at every game because nothing beats good sportsmanship. To learn more about sportsmanship, visit the MHSAA website. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Celebrating its 100th anniversary, Siena Heights University is offering its popular Discover Day, Saturday, November 2nd, for high school students and their families at the Adrian campus. Visitors will have the opportunity to learn about the admissions process, tour campus, engage with staff and faculty, and find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities Siena Heights has to offer. Visit go.siennaheights.edu forward slash discover to sign up. Join us November 2nd and learn what the Siena Effect is all about. now the CHSL game of the week on the Patriot well did you know there's a credit union for Catholics that's right Alliance Catholic Credit Union they have a checking account that pays dividends low rate loans a great mobile app everything you need to manage your money they're actively involved in supporting Catholic education through scholarships financial literacy programs and event sponsorships so if you're a Catholic anywhere in Michigan, put your money where your faith is. To learn more about Alliance Catholic Credit Union, visit AllianceCatholic.com. Federally insured by NCUA, Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League. As these two teams get ready to do battle here, Chad Bush, some other keys that we didn't hit on yet. Yeah, we need to take a look in, at this Macomb, Dakota offense. and They are a run offense if they want to be anytime they want. They are led by... The Javian Stepney, a 6'1", 180 kid that's been offered by Indiana, Boston College, Syracuse. Uh, number one for St. Mary's. They need to stop the run. And McComb, Dakota, wants to establish the run with their leader and the featured back in Stepney, 6'1", 180, D1 recruit. Uh, the quarterback we mentioned, Zach Drosky, a quarterback that is making uh, really his first varsity start. This is a guy that uh, does not have game experience at the varsity level but ex- has experience as a coach's son. And a guy, when he's going deep, he's looking for Eric Reese, number one, who also doubles as their best corner. Uh, and on the defensive side for Dakota, hey, they're concerned about St. Mary's running game as well, Jeremy. St. Mary's has a wealth of riches in the offensive backfield. Their feature back this year is going to be Garrett Davis, a guy who's slimmed down, improved. He's more explosive this year. He can run around people. He can run through people. And we're also going to see a fullback in uh, Anthony Anton who's also been impressive. Hilly also will be featured, but watch out for the two Division One wide receivers. Uh, you'll see number one and number five, Cam Arnold and uh, Anthony Anachuku. Kalop in to kick it off, right to left here for Dakota. You have Dan Mason and Cameron Arnold back deep to the left side. Dakota in their 
Dark blue uniforms with the white numbers. Orchard Lake in their base white with the red numbers. Opening kickoff is through the air and onto the D for Dakota. On the left side of the end zone, backing up to catch that one is Cam Arnold. We'll see him a lot on offense, Chad Bush. Cam Arnold, a guy that last year had 30 catches for 488 yards, a couple of scores, had the dropsies a bit, uh, has corrected that allegedly in the offseason. 44 catches, though, for 700 yards is uh, Anthony Anachuku, a guy that led them in receiving. Again, he is committed to Western Michigan, but this is a run, run, run offense for George Porritt. There's no secret to that. The 6'3", 195-pound senior quarterback is under center to begin things in the wishbone formation for Orchard Lake. They move left to right. Quick handoff left side as they dash across the 23-yard line. That's a quick run for Dan Mason. There's a post-play penalty that flies on the far side. I, I, not sure what happened, but Hilly was the guy that I believe had the penalty, and he's fired up, smacking his head. But right away, this tells us how this game's going to be called. Hey, look, St. Mary's is angry. They're hot. Five wins the last two years. They're going to be fired up, ready to go. And it looks like this call is going to go against Dakota, not St. Mary's. So that's going to move the chains. It was close anyway in terms of the spots, but that's going to move it a good 15 yards up the field here and just come shy of Dakota territory at the 43-yard line. So just underway, a run and a penalty with 11.45 still to go in quarter number one here. Cougar defense, you got to watch out for Prushnik. He's their feature guy up front. Another quick handoff, slippery is Garrett Davis as he dances to the 30-yard line up to the 20. Looking to work the sideline now as he's dragged down at the 9-yard line there. Touchdown saving tackle made by Matt Love. But a real nice run up the gut by Garnett Davis. How about it? A 50-yard run. This is Orchard Lake St. Mary's bread and butter. 36 power trap. They came right at Dakota so far. They've had two runs, no answers. St. Mary's is already knocking on the door. First down and goal from the 10-yard line here in the near hash with still 11-18 to go in his scoreless first frame. Henson under center. The wishbone behind them. We'll pretty much see that all throughout this game under this Orchard Lake offense. It's the patented offense for George Port and company. Handoff left side into the hands of Anthony Anton, the 5'11 senior. He's able to scurry his way up to the six-yard line after the tackle by David McFadden, junior defensive back, springing up there for Dakota. McFadden came up nicely and filled that gap and got on the edge of Vucinage and, and just made that play. Good leverage on the outside to keep that in. Now we got a second down. Second and goal here from the middle of the field. Henson, for the second straight play, he looks for Anthony Anton, who looks to barrel his way to the pylon there. He's up to the one-yard line. Good clogging job there by the Cougar defense. Makes it a third and goal. The redhead for the Red Eaglets. This is a guy that will not get stopped short of the line. They really like Anthony Anton, a kid that gave up basketball to really commit himself to football. Talk to uh, Len Karshnia, who helped us with this broadcast so much, and we appreciate his help, and he told a great story about how he gave up the basketball for football. Third down and goal from the one-yard line here, and it's an easy walk-in touchdown across the right side by Garnett Davis. So the big run, and then the short run ends up in a 6 nothing lead for the Eaglets. Too easy. It won't be that easy the rest of the game, I promise you. It will not. 
Dakota's going to tighten up, but St. Mary's drove down the field. And you know what happens? You get a 15-yard penalty like that, it takes the sails right out of you, and emotions go both ways. But it's going to be an emotional game. If you know anything about this series, it's going to be a long one, and it's going to be back and forth, and it's going to be a shootout. This is Tommy Doman to try to drive it through the uprights. A real good kicker on the other end for Orchard Lake. The snap is low. Good recovery by the holder. That's Jason Ross, and he's able to sky it through. So the Eaglets with a 7-0 lead here with 9.57 still left to go in the first. We'll stick with you here on FM 101.5 at AM 1400, the Patriot. Jeremy Otto alongside Chad Bush to bring you the call. So glad to have you along here in week one of the high school football season. It's our first of two. De La Salle and Muskegon coming up tomorrow at 6.30 right here on the Patriot as well. It should be a great matchup. Looking forward to that. St. Mary's is familiar with Muskegon. And, and so is De La Salle. They played out there last year, sure, of course. And and, and De La Salle being as good as they were, and uh, they lost that game. Did they not out there? They did. And, and and it's tough to win in Muskegon, but now the Pilots get them in the D, and so that'll be a different ball game tomorrow, and that's fun. And Muskegon's got uh, such a loaded club. That'll be a fun one. We get to go back to back Thursday, Friday. Gotta love it. We thank our station for believing us and buying in that folks really care about this. And if you're out there and you like what's going on, let them know about it. We want more of this. We want more coverage. Let them know you love it. Doman to kick off left to right here for St. Mary's. The deepest man is Matt Love. Pretty much a triangle of returners here. Two at the ten. And Love standing at the one-yard line. Well, between these two kickers, don't expect to see a return tonight. Doman drives this one forward with his right foot spinning, sputtering to the goal line, and it will reach the end zone, which is an automatic touchback in Michigan high school football. Handling that was number seven, Matt Love. Going to be first down and ten from the 20 for this Dakota offense. It's an offense that can be explosive, a multiple offense, Jeremy. They've got uh, that spread, of course, but this is a run team a little bit more run-oriented we think we're going to see than in the past, right? I mean, that's what we're guessing with a new quarterback, but I'm excited to see this quarterback, uh, Zach Drosky, the junior in his first uh, high school start on the varsity level. Drosky in the shotgun with two wide receivers to his right and one to the left side. The lone back is going to get the handoff in Stepney's scurrying his way past the 30 won't allow himself to be brought down as he's up to the 35 and up to the 37 yard line stepney with a nice run to begin things here for dakota yeah st mary's is going to get a heavy dose of brad smith well that's not what i was expecting to see out the window here uh st mary's going to see a heavy dose of this dude okay stepney and he's a bad dude boston college indiana Syracuse, they've all offered him amongst others. That's why. You saw that power, that spin. This kid's explosive. There's a flag before the next snap here. It comes at the 25-yard line. Yeah. Illegal substitution on Dakota. That's two now on Dakota. So these are things that happen in week one. You get penalties like this. Too many men on the in the huddle. Uh, on sportsmanlike, and it, it, I, I, the two years ago, I think we had about 40 penalties between the two teams. So let's hope we don't have this, but <laughs> it is more understandable. Nice guys, thank you. Seven nothing Eaglets here with 9:31 still left to go in quarter number one. They send trips to the left of Drosky now. 
Looks right into the hands of his talented back in Stepney wide out after the first place. Gaining back yardage to the 35 and up to the 38-yard line. It's going to bring him back right around the original line of scrimmage after the tackle by Teichner there. Yeah, Teichner came up and made that tackle, but I like the cutback. I really like the cutback by Stepney, who has good size. Says 6'1", 180, but it looks like he runs a little bit more of an upright runner. And, man, he's got kind of that long, lean build that looks to be dangerous. But he's he's had a lot of room to run, Jeremy. Second and 11. Officially here as he looks to run. Does the quarterback along that right side rolling back to the original line of scrimmage? Maybe a half yard over it just to tuck by Drosky as he tumbles his way to the 39-yard line. It's going to bring up about a third and nine. Paul Petrella made that play work for St. Mary's. As the outside backer, Petrell is a little bit hurt. He comes up from the outside backer, the Sam backer, and stops the bubble screen. That's where that's where Drosky wanted to go. He didn't have anywhere else to go. He runs out of bounds, and lo and behold, it's two plays in just one yard. Not what this Dakota offense did on the first two plays. Seven nothing Orchard late. Eight sixteen to go in quarter number one. Shotgun with trips to the left here for Drosky. He looks that direction. We have another flag. It's going to be a false start. Yeah, that's three. So that's that's important. I mean, we haven't even gotten into this game yet, and there's already, uh, you know, mental errors both sides. And they're mental. And St. Mary's is going to have them too. It's called week one. You're listening to the Catholic High School League Football Game of the Week here on WDTK Detroit. Jeremy Otto alongside Chan Bush to bring you the call. 8-10 still left to go in the opening quarter. 7-0 Eaglets. Thanks to the touchdown by Garnett Davis. Third down. And the down box says fourth on the far side as they scrimmage from the 32. Looking to throw. It's a pretty good one along the far side. He has a man downfield, but well overthrew him. That's Gabe Mata, the 6'3 senior wide receiver. He was at the 30. The ball ended up at the 15-yard line after the roll. Yeah. Well, we see how he throws. He's got a nice ball. Kid's got a nice ball, but, yeah, he overshot him. Decent coverage by St. Mary's. I did think uh, the, the kid for Dakota, who was it? I thought he had a step on him, but, hey, St. Mary's holds after a couple of uh, chunky runs by the Cougars here in Dakota as the sun sets from the west. Alan Kralap in to punt it away. It's Cam Arnold, the lone man, back deep at the 27-yard line here. Perfect snap right at the letters, trying to angle it away from the talented number five. He does that, makes him back up at the 25-yard line, dashes by a tackle, but a gang of Cougars able to topple on him at the 23-yard line just in front of the numbers, and that's where this Orchard Lake offense is going to take over. It was a very efficient, quick drive down the field the first time around, Chet. Yeah, special teams, that's a win right there for Dakota. You get a punt like that, you get coverage like that, that's special, and that makes up for the penalties of your Dakota. This game, special teams, is very even, but there are not many kickers better than Tommy Doman for St. Mary's. Uh, Fairly, I don't know the Dakota kicker, but Doman is one of the best kickers in the Midwest. Uh, This should be part of the battle, but there's a lot more like coverage, which we saw there. Stood up at the line there is Anthony Anton. He's probably going to lose a half a yard. But that was a great job by the defensive front of Dakota to wallop on him. No, they gave him a yard. Did they? Hey, and, and George, and, and 
Len Karshnia remains true. He said he will. He does not lose yards. <laughs> and I thought it was in jeopardy there. He almost did. You're right. I thought he lost it. Keep an eye on on uh, the St. Mary's tight end here, uh, Vucinai, Jason Vucinai. And up, up the middle now, that's Garnett Davis, who first off a 50-yard run earlier. He's able to cut up to the 30-yard line here for a gain of about five. It's going to be third down and a short four with the clock moving at 6.53 and a 7 nothing Eaglet lead. Well, you got to watch out for Prushnik, who's a, a two-year starter, defensive end for the Cougars in Macomb, Dakota. Uh, they're also very good on the back end. you got Reese. Who's one of their best in the defender in the defensive backfield, uh, really in the state? They're going to go to the pistol here. Two wideouts to the right, one to the far side, and a third down and four. Just a QB keeper up the middle as he is up to the thirty-four yard line. Kind of a broken play, it almost looked like, but in the end, it's going to be a first down. Yeah, Joe Malampi, the right guard, I thought got a nice block here that sprung the quarterback. Uh, and, and don't forget. Uh, St. Mary's is a little bit limited at receiver with Enachuku, who's nursing a hamstring, so he's not at full strength. Watch for St. Mary's to maybe rely on that tight end a little more tonight, Jeremy, as they're back to their double tight set. Enachuku, one of the best athletes on the field, no doubt, between both of these two squads. Keeping it on the ground from the wishbonies are four hard yards as... That's Davis again who is able to reach the ball over to the 38-yard line. You're going to see Davis. You're going to see Hilly. You'll see Anton. You'll see a little bit of Tommy Boss as well, the sophomore who they like a lot. But second and mid now if you're St. Mary's. You know they don't throw much, Jeremy, but gosh darn it, this is a good down to throw on if you're George Port, I think. Watch for the play action tonight. They want the hands once again of Anton. He has stood up for no gain at the line of scrimmage there. Dakota swallowing him here. It's Jack Murray, the man who leads the charge. Third and six to go. Yeah, the 6'1", 200-pound backer came up and just popped Anthony Anton. Dakota has a good read on what St. Mary's is doing in their run game. I told you I thought they would tighten up the gaps and get control of how to contain it. They have. Uh, but this is another third and mid. But they've stymied St. Mary's on a couple now. Let's see what this third down brings. 4.50 to go in this first quarter. 7-0 Eaglets. Grant Henson, the senior QB, still under center here. Fakes the run. Going to roll out left. Wants to throw the left. He hurls it in the air and just past the diving hands of Jason Ross. He was trying to edge out of the 35-yard line with two hands. But good coverage on the other end as well by Dakota. One of the advantages for St. Mary's is when you run it so well, teams believe that on third and five, you'll run it. Or third and six, third and seven. St. Mary's play action, they had a little bit of space and uh, just out of the reach of Ross. But good coverage by Dakota on that back end to take it away. I think that was Reese back there who was in coverage. Sloan and Love back deep. It's Doman in to punt it away. He camps out at the 24-yard line. Decent job at the line to give him plenty of time. Takes a orchard leg bounce at the 35-yard line. Going to curl all the way back to the 24. And downing it there is Tommy Boss with 4.26 to go. Here in quarter number one, the Eaglets up 7-0. 
Dakota will come back out here, Chen. Look at our staff continuing to grow in this press box. That why not? We should add more people, right? Let's get let's we're, have Double B come on up. Where's uh, who else? Be a long drive. Yeah, no, we got we're we're well staffed tonight. You can't say that we haven't been taken care of. Uh, handed a Mountain Dew, a hot dog. I think they gave you a, a, a you know a cold wrapper with half a bun in it. But it, this is a well-staffed crew tonight, and how fun it is. We're back to action. I apologize. Play action here for Drosky. He looks right. He's just going to keep it on the ground. He's just across the 35-yard line up to the 40 and out of bounds at the 43-yard line. A really good job by the junior QB to read that, roll, and run. And that's the first down for the Cougar offense. Drosky's a coach's son. He's a guy that knows and feels the game. He doesn't study it. He knows it. And uh, nice sense there to escape, get some yards, get out of bounds, and get a first down for Dakota. I think that's just their second of the game. Yeah, his brother played here as well. Still in the shotgun with the running back to his right. He's going to give it to that man in Stepney. He crosses the 45-yard line of fairly hard hits at the 48 by the Eagles, just shy of their own territory here. It was... Kosnowski. Yeah, that's Trey Kosnowski. He's a watch out for Trey Kosnowski. Long, lean safety. His daddy and his uncle went to Orchard Lake St. Mary's. A lot of uh, lineage there. This kid can pop you. And uh, they're excited about Trey Kosnowski, one of their safeties. Second down in a short five here with 3.44 to go in quarter number one. Seven nothing Eaglets. Two wideouts left side. They want another rush again into the hands of Stepney. He's stood up after a gain of one right at midfield. That's Luke Whalen who piles his way in. And Whalen is a guy that uh, you got to look out for all throughout this season. Yeah, this guy, another guy that has ties to St. Mary's. He's a playmaker. He's a sophomore. And boy, oh, boy, is this a guy that can, a junior, pardon me, his dad was the head uh, was head of Dean of Discipline at Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Father, uh, uncle was the head priest. His dad is the headmaster at Riverview Gabriel Richard, Joe Whalen. Uh, so cool little lineage, and he went back to St. Mary's despite his dad <laughs> being the head dude at Richard. I like that. Third down and three at Stepney again. Great burst of speed at midfield. He pounds across the 45-yard line and tumbles all the way up to the 41. And that's another first down for this Cougar offense, which is getting rolling all of a sudden here with 2.50 left in the first. St. Mary's has a young defensive line, and, and, and it's a defense up front that they expected to be able to stuff the run. They got a talented young core of a sophomore uh, led by a nose guard who plays point guard on the basketball team. Yep, at 300 pounds. <laughs> um, yeah, so they are really getting taken advantage of right now and pushed around by Dakota in their big offensive line. Stepney's helping out a little bit too. Two to the left, one to the right. Here for Drosky, he looks to run again. The space collapses as Cam Arnold comes in tough on him. Drives him back to the 45 and all the way about to the 47-yard line. Great pursuit by Cam Arnold. Read that right away. Just a few too times, too many times in a row there for Drosky. Cam Arnold, we saw him at Comerica. He plays baseball for St. Mary's, the state champion and Catholic League champion, Orchard Lake St. Mary's Eaglets. He's a member of that team. A great kid, great student. And uh, he has offers from a lot of Mid-American Conference schools. Outstanding student, two-sport athlete. George Porritt loves Cam Arnold, uh, one of his cornerbacks. And a nice play there. And a sack all the way back, what, to the midfield. Yeah, second down and 16. 
A buck 34 to go in this first quarter. Stephanie gets the carry again, but uh, converged upon after a gain of just two yards on the head of the Cougar logo here at midfield. He's up to the 45-yard line. It's going to bring up third down and 14. Well, Frank Janos is a defensive coordinator in his 39th, no, 40th year, I believe, at Orchard Lake St. Mary's. And I spoke with him at practice this week, and he is making adjustments. He's very good at making adjustments. But he said, we have to stop their run game. It's a dangerous run game. They've started to really cut down up front, Jeremy, and uh, have cut down really on the splits of Dakota, who has really wide splits here. And they've had some space, but not lately. 51 seconds left to go in this first. Still 7 nothing, St. Mary's. Two wideouts aside, and we have a timeout, timeout for Dakota. As they do that, we'll step aside as well. 46.4 seconds left to go in the first. 7 nothing, Eaglets here in the Catholic League Game of the Week on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, the Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and Siena Heights University. If you need versatility and high performance in an epoxy coating, look no further than Rust-Oleum's High Performance 9100 Direct-to-Metal Epoxy Mastic at Cush Paint in Roseville. Instead of multiple coats of epoxy, just one is all you'll need with the 9100 system. Apply it to steel beams, towers, structural steel, concrete floors, conveyors, storage tanks, and more. It also comes in a variety of colors. When ordering Rust-Oleum 9100 System DTM Epoxy Mastic, mention the Patriot and get 10% off at Cush Paint in Roseville or CushPaint.com. Third down, 14 to go. Two wideouts aside here for Dakota. Drifting back is Drosky to pass. Rolls out in some pressure. Just deposit it near sideline. It's picked off. Don, Dan Mason able to get in front of that one at the 30-yard line in jubilation with his teammates as he stopped up and rolls at the 35-yard line. That was a real athletic play as he leaned back in midair and picks off that football with 38.8 seconds left to go in the first. Danny Mason's a senior, and he wanted to have a great year. Wasn't happy last year with what happened, um, but he's had primetime ability. And that time, though, this was also on the attack from the off defensive line and the chase that Whalen gave and Sipnowski gave that forced that throw in, and that ended up not happening there. 7 nothing Eaglets here with just under 40 seconds left to play in this first quarter. It's a run on the first play. No surprise from what we've seen so far here today. That's Anthony Anton, who's had some nice plays. He gains a yard on first down as he's up to the 31-yard line. And they have one more play if they hurry left in this first frame. So a turnover St. Mary's forces, and, and now points off turnovers would look really nice. But first quarter for St. Mary's, so far so good. They force a turnover, they score a touchdown. Can't be much happier. This thing's a long ways from being over, though, Jeremy. Well, with the Lions Catholic Credit Union, whether in person or on the phone, you have access to professionals dedicated to helping you navigate your financial goals. And the First Ray mobile app allows you to access your account anytime. Alliance Catholic has nine convenient locations around Metro Detroit. Credit Union members can use nearly 30,000 ATMs around the country, including most 7-Eleven locations without a surcharge fee. So whether you're looking for a lot of help managing your money or just a little, Lions Catholic Credit Union is your financial guardian angel. Visit AllianceCatholic.com to join today. Federally insured by NCUA. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League. Second quarter next on the Patriot. 
The CHSL Game of the Week on the Patriot is sponsored by Balance of Nature. Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time. Under my eyes, I used to have noticeable bags, and that, that seemed to go away. It makes my skin nice, my hands look better. I know that internally it's doing good, and I think that everybody ought to have this because it's, it's real food. I mean, you could say that there's nothing spectacular in what's happened to me, but I figured out what I need, and this is a definite basic part of what I need. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. To end the summer season, Balance of Nature is offering a 35% discount and free shipping on your first Balance of Nature order. This summer special is ending between now and Labor Day, so don't wait. Call 800-2468-751. That's 800-2468-751. Or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code DETROIT. Second down and eight for the Eaglets here as they will roll to the left. Looking for Vucinai here on the near side. That's through his hands at the 35-yard line. Going to roll to the near sideline. Yeah. Not the play that they were looking for to begin things in quarter number two. No, nice play by the secondary for the Cougars as well to knock that away. So third down and eight now. Another passing formation. And pistol is Henson as he drifts back and deposits far sideline for Jordan Cannon, who rolls out. Or check that. Cam Arnold for a first down across the 40 and up to the 43-yard line. And that gets this Orchard Lake offense clicking again. Yeah, just real comfortable. Henson in the pocket, had time. Offensive line, a great job uh, to to get himself set, threw it, 10-yard out, out of bounds, first down, move the chains. Well executed and timed. Wishbone formation here for this Orchard Lake offense. It's up the middle still to Davis. He's had a couple nice runs so far here today for the Eaglets. He's into Dakota territory at the 49-yard line on the far hash. I think he's over 100 yards, Jeremy, with that carry, or darn near close. And St. Mary's is in uh, to, to Dakota territory. So second down and a short two, 11-25, still to go in the second quarter. 7-0 is the lead for the visiting Eaglets here tonight. Pitch to the backfield of the deep man. It's Anton. He finds the edge. He's across the 40, up to the 35, and finally brought down just to the right of the numbers at the 30-yard line. We heard he was a load, fullback, and uh, Anthony Anton, tough hombre, smart kid, good team player, and he's fired up there, bouncing up and down. St. Mary's with another big run. They've had some uh, chunk plays in this game. It's Eric Reese with a big tackle to finally bring him down. Kind of become a little bit more cloudy here at Dakota. The light's becoming more of a factor with 10.55 to go in this second frame. Right to left, move these eaglets. Second Joseph Davis here in the second quarter. Boy, it looked like he was tackled at the 25-yard line. Still <laughs> on his feet as he's at the 20 and all the way to the 15-yard line. How about Garnett Davis in this first half? Did you see the Texas two-step he did? He ran to the 20. Ran backwards, back step two yards, ran to his left in one step. That's Barry Sanders-like stuff. And big chunks for St. Mary's, who's just carving the Dakota defense, hands on knees, gasping for air on that defensive line. Football placed on the 14-yard line here. 
First down and 10, just outside of a goal situation for the St. Mary's offense. A little inside handoff, and all over that was Dakota. It was Tommy Boss who took it up the middle. Watch out for Boss. He's a player. He's a young player, a sophomore. They like him a lot. Outside linebacker, and he's probably their third or fourth running back, but they feel he's a guy that's really emerged uh, and is kind of a wild card this year of a guy that emerged that they didn't expect. Wishbone formation for this Orchard Lake squad in their white uniforms with the red numbers. Play action here, looking to throw. Right side of the end zone has a man there. The dive through the hands of Enichuku that time. The 6'2", 200-pound wide receiver looking to spread across that one. Check that. That was Vucinai, the tight end. Vucinai had this thing, but it would have been a miraculous catch. He went out, had it, and dropped it coming down, Jeremy. But it would have been a tough catch. Henson's got to lay it out there a little better, and it was a little bit of a wounded duck. But third down, I would expect you'd see a pass again here, maybe a screen. I don't know. What do you do? But St. Mary's is in field goal range. We know that. So this changes the game a bit. St. Mary's wants to burn a timeout here with 9.40 to go. They lead 7-0 in quarter number two in this Catholic High School League game of the week on FM 101.5 and AM 14 under the Patriot. The CHSL game of the week is sponsored by Cush Paint and Nahez Recruiting. Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena, a Catholic university. Located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and Siena Heights University. Politics and religion. Third down and eight. St. Mary's scrimmages from the Dakota 12-yard line here. It's a big play for both squads. Play action here. They want to go left side with the pass. Looks like he hauled it in but was out of bounds. It was a good catch by Jason Ross on tight coverage on the left side of the end zone by Eric Reese, but he just not could get one. He just couldn't get one foot in bounds. He caught the ball, but Reese did a great job of forcing him out of bounds after he caught it, and that was just a, a, a great throw, good catch, but a better defended play. And now uh, St. Mary's is going to rely on Old Faithful to try to give him a two-score lead. Tommy Doman, the 6'1", 175-pound senior junior kicker, gets his first field goal chance here in the 2019 season. What a 22-yarder. It's a chip shot for him, but this one is no good as it hooks left. Wow. Some, wow is right. Some confused eaglets out there as they look to the far sideline. They still have a lead 7-0, but they miss a field goal which is usually a chip shot for Mr. Doman. Yeah, Doman's a guy that they've counted on. I mean, this is a kid that has the school record, a 51-yard field goal he kicked last year against uh, East Kentwood, which broke Todd Bartis' kicking coach's record from back in 1996. But 
Yeah, what a shocker there. Doman last year, 6 of 8 from field goals. And in PATs, 31 for 32. What do you know? It happens. It's week one. They're human, right? Absolutely. Okay. All right. You with me? It's Thursday <laughs> yeah. night. It's football. Let's go. 7 nothing. You believe it? Tight one again, these two teams. Handoff in the first play as they look right for Stephanie's dashing left and right, trying to juke by defenders across the 20 and up to the 25-yard line for a gain of just shy of five here in front of us on the near hash. Both run games are fun to watch as Jordan Cannon came in and filled that hole nicely, but not before Stephanie just continues to put on a, a ballet. I mean, he really has some fancy feet. Nine minutes left to play in the second quarter. 7-0 Eaglets as this Dakota offense moves left to right on the Orchard Lake 24-yard line. Single wide out directly in front of us on the near side. They send the dynamic Stepney in motion to the backfield, but he's going to lose a few yards there thanks to the arms of Ben Martin. And Trey Kosnowski there behind the line. Kosnowski and Martin both on that play, as you said. And Kosnowski comes in and makes contact. It's actually going to be a loss on the play. And, Jeremy, I'll tell you what, uh, that's the help that St. Mary's is going to need against this potent Dakota running attack. They need help from their safeties, and that time they got it. But third and long now for Dakota. We haven't seen them pass yet in complete one, have we? So no. we think that this could be a time where we'll see it in the air, you would think. Trips to the right for Drosky here, one to the far side. Stepney to his left hip. He wants to throw. Pressure comes. It's a two-man front. And just a dump pass to Stepney at the 20-yard line. Breaks the tackle with a cylinder move up to the 30-yard line. Oh. And finally push it bounds. Oh, so close to that first down marker. Looks like they're going to give it to him. Oh, boy. That's a real good spot. But I love the play call by Greg Bauer. Gets all the aggressive St. Mary's defenders coming in. And, oh, a screen. And that play was nearly blown up. But how about the strength of Stepney to get through the strong arms of Lance Hilly, the outside linebacker, who had him holding on for dear life. Credit Stepney. What a powerful run move to finish that in the first down. Two wideouts to the right, one in the slots here for Drosky. Looks up the middle to Stepney. A little stutter step move there. Gets him a couple of yards as he's up to the... 32-yard line. St. Mary's was all over that. Yeah, Hilly in there, guys in the middle line. That's their strength. St. Mary's linebackers, Jeremy, really lead the way for them. And, and there's no one better for them than Jordan Cannon, the middle linebacker. But we're hearing a lot of Lance Hilly tonight. And you'll hear a Paul Petrella, who had a sack earlier. So their linebacker, they feel, is their strength of their defense uh, with that young D line up front. Second and seven as they gave him three. Still 6.55 left to play in this first half. Seven-nothing Eaglets. Two wideouts to the far side. Drosky going to fake the run. Wants to throw, and there's nobody in the vicinity of that football. Yeah, that's that's not legal. That's a penalty, and they, they're going to throw it late, but that's the right play. He was not outside the tackle. That is intentional grounding, and they do throw the penalty, and that's the right call. Yeah, he wasn't outside that tackle box. So you got to be outside of it, and he wasn't. And they didn't want to call it, and then finally they said, that, well, yeah, he is outside. They got it right. Give him credit. The ball plopped down at the 45-yard line 
right in front of us. Yeah, he had nowhere to go. Just throwing it away. How about the crowd tonight? I mean, we haven't appreciated this as much as we should. I mean, this thing is slammed. This is a real nice crowd on opening night. And, and George Port was excited about bringing his team here. He said, hey, we like going to Macomb, Dakota. We like going to these venues. We play in front of like 400 people. You know, this is cool for St. Mary's to come here. Trask in the shotgun, two wide receivers aside, looking to air it out on the near side. His receiver has to catch up to this one, and he won't. Another pick. It's Terrence Batiste this time around as he picks it off at the 48-yard line here for Orchard Lake, and they get the ball back with a 7-0 lead. Yeah, second interception of the night, and this was this was the concern of Greg Bauer coming in is throwing the football. Uh, we have not seen the dual threat that we thought we would see yet you got to remember this is a young kid i mean he's going to get better but two picks by the saint mary's defense how about the eaglets frank janos led defense showing out tonight and they're already across that midline so grant henson leads them back out there under center for this eaglets offense wishbone formation one wide out to the nearest side that's an achuku instead they just keep it on the ground they've been pounding the middle of the field today with Garnett Davis, and that's what we saw there, second and ten. Yeah, he was swallowed up quickly by Greaves. Greaves is a good one, 5-10-2-10, and he just grabbed him and slammed him down. I mean, that was just strength. He's a squatty guy, and he said, get down. This is my turf. Right on that cougar. How do you like that cougar? It's nice. Yeah. You like it? You like cougars? <laughs> Jeez. What? I'm talking about the mascot. I do, yes. What's wrong with you? Second down and ten. Get your mind right. Play action here. Drop pass to the left side. And that's a quick tackle once again as it's pulled in by Dan Mason. Yeah. Eric Reese able to slam him to the turf. And that's what Henson does, Jeremy. He just dinks and dunks and finds the right play. He's a smart kid, gets his team in the right spot. And that's just taking what the defense gives you. This is four-down territory, you think? I would think so. Yeah. I do, too. Your kicker did miss a field goal, I guess, though, in tight. Yeah. Just 22 yards out. Mm -hmm. We'll see what they do. Full house backfield again here on a third and four from the 42-yard line. Pitch in the backfield once again to Davis. Davis hits the outside. One more cut to the inside. Maybe that wasn't the best decision, though, Is there were all kind of cougars in that direction. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Contained by Stepney made that play. Stepney just kept his contain, got leverage, kept the outside, turned it in, and there was nowhere for the big boy to go for St. Mary's in Garnett Davis. He's contained their punting time for OLSM. Fourth down and three. Waiting for that unit to come back out. Clock moving at 444. The Eaglets holding on to a 7-0 lead. We got a nice breeze out here. We do. You look at those flags. They're whipping right yeah. to left behind the scoreboard in that uh, far end zone. Sure is. Doman into punt it away. We have a pre-snap penalty. Yeah, it's delay, I think, and this might help St. Mary's. No, false start. This isn't a bad penalty if you're St. Mary's. You need more room to kick if you're a kicker like Tommy Doman, a guy that best punter and kicker in the Catholic League. 
And the guy that last year averaged 37 yards a punt. Matt Love is back deep with Eric Reese. They sent two men back. They're at least spread out. And to try to catch this punt from Doman. It's a high one. About as high as the top of the light tower on the far side. Going to oh, angle it's a back mistake. to the three-yard line. They're going to want to take it out here. Nice jumping move to get by wow. a potential tackler. That's Caden Sloan as he crosses the 20 up to the 25-yard line and up to the 30-yard line in the end. Sloan made something out of nothing there. Well, he made, he made a mistake, and he made up for it. He screwed up, and he made, bailed himself out because you're not supposed to touch that thing. And Caden Sloan, who's only a sophomore, made a sophomoric decision. You don't catch it inside the 10, sometimes the 8. He caught it at the three to five yard line. And he caught it, went backwards, and then all he did was get 27 yards. So he screwed up, made up for it. He's a sophomore. All's forgiven. Here we go. Trotsky has two wideouts to his left, one on the near side. He sits in the gun. It's another big play for Stepney as he cuts to the far side. He's at the first down marker at the 40. Scurries up to the 46 yard line. Tackled there just shy of Orchard Lake territory, and we have a flag. What a block by Gabe Mata on the outside that made that play. This they, might be coming back via the hold, though. Yeah, I, yes, it is. I think you're right. I think you're right. Indeed you are, sir. Well, freezes the clock at 351 and a 7-0 Eaglet lead here in the second quarter. A big play raced off the scoreboard here for this Dakota offense, and they love to have this game tied before halftime this crowd is so disappointed this is not a dakota crowd i've been here many times it's one of the liveliest high school football venues you've ever seen but if you're coming here for the first time you think it's a morgue it's not it's st mary's has quieted this team and the explosive plays and their inability to throw the football credit the eaglets but it's also this rookie quarterback that has yet to feel comfortable Credit St. Mary's for that, too, but expect Drosky to get better, right? Absolutely. Stephanie going to get the handoff as he gains about one. It's going to bring up a third and four. The down box does stay, say second and four right now. It's, it's a second. I think scoreboard second now. Guys, we got second right there. Yeah. Okay. We got a disagreement up here. We'll find out. Who's going to win here? Who's got, who you got, the scoreboard or the floor? Huh? I'm going to go with you guys. You're closest. And we're invading your space. Okay. Second down and four. It's Stepney on the rush here. He's stopped right at the line of scrimmage. It looks like this is going to bring up third down. Cannon. Yeah, he can fill it. He's the next guy in line at Orchard Lake to be the big-time linebacker they've had. You talk about the Rosses, uh, et cetera, et cetera, Bowens, yada, yada. These, this kid is, is really good, Jordan Cannon, just a sophomore, tremendous speed. Uh, better burst, they say, than Josh Ross. Sure. Just a sophomore. He's a good one. Big third down play here, Jeremy. This could not be four-down territory. Send a man in motion to the near side, and we have a, another flag flying. Dakota thinks this is on Orchard Lake. And it is. Exactly what it'll be. Yeah, good smart play by Bauer. This is a smart play. You know you're going to be aggressive. Why not do it? And St. Mary's, hey, shame on you. You know, you knew this was coming. And uh, there's young guys up front, but 
there's no excuse. They know that, but good job by Dakota. Hey, this is f two minutes till till halftime. I mean, it, it's just flown by with the ground game. It's so dominant on both sides, hasn't it? Absolutely. We thought that might be a factor in this game. Play action here. They want to throw along the right side. Wide open and making the catch at the 25-yard line is Gabe Mata to the 10, to the end zone. Touchdown, Dakota. 7-6 with a minute 40 to go in quarter number two. He just blew by everybody in Orchard Lake. Couldn't sprint and catch up. And the first pass completed at the varsity level by Zach Droski is a touchdown and a bomb to Mata, who just was 10 steps behind St. Mary's. Dakota, St. Mary's, Dakota has hit them for home runs five or six times in this series, and they did it again here to knock this thing up just before halftime. That home run ball, you told us about that cut in the beginning, and St. Mary's has still not solved it. For the extra point, it's going to sky its way through. Just like that, this game is tied at seven apiece. A buck 40 left to go in the first half of play in our Catholic League Game of the Week on the Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week on the Patriot is sponsored by Balance of Nature politics and religion it's been said that you don't discuss them in mixed company probably by someone who didn't really understand either of them why follow their rules detroit has two radio stations that shatter them one documents the rebuilding of a great america while the other shares the promise of the infinite the patriot has all the great news about growing the economy and a strengthening nation faith talk detroit raises the soul and affirms the heart the patriot fm 101.5 and am 1400 and faith talk detroit on fm 92.7 and am 1500 Coverage of the CHSL Game of the Week continues on the Patriot. Seven to seven. You're the minute 40 still up to play in quarter number two. Dakota able to tie it up with a big ball down the middle of the field to Gabe Mata, the first touchdown in the career of Zach Drosky here at the varsity level. Drosky with a beautiful ball, and, and Mata, a well-run route. I thought it was a zigzag route, sort of a uh, slant out sluggo, if you will, and, and my goodness, he was wide open down the seam, blown by someone uh, back in the secondary in the deep end. Sure. This kick will be driven left to right. Sorry. And into the wind to note, Jeremy. That is straight into the wind, and they're going to pooch her. Calling for the fair catch at the 32-yard line. There is Ben Martin. As the Cougars still kind of converged upon him. But no flag. He called for come. a fair catch, and then they touched him. Nothing doing there. It's not worth a penalty, but uh, you're not supposed to harass the man that waves his hand. Well, big drive for St. Mary's, a minute 40. George Port is a conservative coach by nature. Uh, we'll see what we get here. But my guess is that he's going to run it and be conservative. I think that's a good uh, assumption. <laughs> they do line up in the pistol here. He is going to throw on the first play. Hits Cam Arnold on the screen to the right side. Arnold makes a dashing move at the 30-yard line. Curls at the 40 and springs his way up to the 43-yard line. Nice play by number five to get him a first down yep quick hit 90 now as coach Port calls it 
Got a little bit of blocking. Got his uh, Division One recruit receiver on the edge. And he got some yards and got out of bounds. Clock stopped, I thought, and now is restarted. Two timeouts left for St. Mary's. A minute 21 still left in this first half. 7-7. Pistol formation with two wideouts aside. It's a quarterback keeper to the right side. Looking for some space is Grant Henson. He plows his way into Dakota territory and all the way up to the 46-yard line. And that's going to be very close to a first down, and they're going to move the change, which stops the clock momentarily. Yep. The, they're going into the win, or they're going with the win. So this is going to help St. Mary's in the kicking game, you would think, with the win. But they got a long ways to go. 46 yards to be exact. They want to throw here. Shoulders left. That ball is stripped in the backfield and loose, and Dakota looks like has fallen on it at the 46-yard line. You bet. Coming up with the prize is Zach Greaves as he lifts it up in midair at the 45-yard line. And with 45 seconds to go in a tie score, Dakota gets it back. So that's why, and for all those folks like me that are wild like you're playing PlayStation, throw the ball, throw the ball. That's why you don't throw the ball. That's why George Port is conservative at times. He fumbles, and now Dakota has a chance to score and take the lead. Uh, that's, that's the danger of not being conservative. And, uh, you know, for Dakota, they're going to try to take advantage here, get a lead into the halftime. They've already had the big play for the touchdown down the middle to Gabe Mata. Let's see what uh, they decide to do here. But Port trusts Henson. He had just two interceptions last year. Trust him with the ball, but at times his O-line let him down. Trotsky in the gun, going to play action here. Heaves it down the middle once again. This is picked off again, though. Cam Arnold steps right in front of it at the 15-yard line, still on his feet, reverses field at the 25. Arnold now at the 40, looking for a block. He doesn't have a man. Instead, he dashes to the middle instead, breaking tackles all the way around as he's shouldered down finally at midfield and might (laughs) be a little shaken up with 25 seconds to go. Wow. George Porritt. Finally, this game gets exciting, right? George Porritt is screaming, get down, get down. There's 25 seconds left. I mean, Cam Arnold ran for about 25 seconds. <laughs> and there's only two timeouts. There's flags all over. There's got to be holding, blocking in the back, et cetera, et cetera. But three interceptions in the first half for the young man, Drosky, in his uh, first start. Things will get better, but three picks in the first. You see why Dakota isn't so comfortable going in the air yet. So the first penalty is a personal foul against Orchard Lake. And another one. That's a 30-yard penalty, Jeremy. Wow. So that's going to put him back to the 20, roughly. So that changes things. So you think George Port throws a bomb here? I don't think so, no. little knee? I I think a little knee. (laughs) Okay. What's going on at halftime? Well, we're going to kind of break down this game a little bit further talk about uh, what we have coming up tomorrow as well and De La Salle and Muskegon look at some scores via our Alliance Catholic Credit Union scoreboard and uh, we have other games going on you're telling me we do we have a lot of games going awesome. on this Thursday night okay quite a few tomorrow one on Saturday as well well that's fun is Brendan coming up at half not exactly sure. We'll see if he's back in our WTTK studio. It's a secret. I know you know the answer, and you're holding out, and you're making all these poor fans that have waited nine months yeah. for Brennan Johnson to come out at halftime, and you're going to make them sweat it out? <laughs> all right. You're a bad dude. How about Brian Boleski? 
is who's with us this year? Let's get our crew in. We got we got 16 members of our crew in this booth <laughs> tonight. Alex Westfall, one of our new on-site engineers. Yeah, Luke he's Hammond doing good. is back with us as well. Yep, yep. And Double B, Brian Bolesky, back for his, what, 15th season? Yes. Nobody better in the business, <laughs> spinning the dials. Patrick into the lineup like a starter, coming off that bench. Good crew. We love him. It is not a knee. It's a handoff into the hands of uh, Davis. He's going to gain a few yards, and that's going to take us into the halftime break. 7-7 to is going to be your score. They look towards the Dakota sideline to make sure they don't want to burn a timeout. They will not do that, though. And Dakota's got to feel fairly good about taking this game into the halftime tide. It was a big play. An error out of a play into the hands of Gabe Mott as he sprinted down the sideline. 59 yards for the score. And that's why we're tied up at 7 apiece. Halftime coming up next right here on FM 101.5 and AM 1400 The Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Cush Paint and Nahez Recruiting. Balance of nature. Changing the world one life at a time. My skin's a little better and a little more energy. It's all around. It's pretty good stuff. I mean, I'm very skeptical about things. And when I do get something, it better be good or else I won't get it. So if I'm sticking with you this long, that means it's working. I've had a couple of times where I thought I was going to get a cold or the flu or something. And then a day or two later, I'm fine. I never really got sick the whole time that I've been taking Balance of Nature. So it's keeping me healthy. So I'm just going to continue it. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. To end the summer season, Balance of Nature is offering a 35% discount and free shipping on your first Balance of Nature order. This summer special is ending between now and Labor Day, so don't wait. Call 800-2468-751. That's 800-2468-751. Or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code DETROIT. The Siena Heights University Halftime Show is next. Dennis Prager is tired of the media coverage of the president. There's always an, another example of the president being divisive. The president basically said, why would a Jew vote Democrat? How, how could this be? Jews, I want you to be more faithful to your people and to the Jewish state. That is now white nationalist advocacy. The Dennis Prager Show. Weekdays at noon on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week Halftime Report is sponsored by Siena Heights University. Two touchdowns in this contest, one fairly early at 9.57 in the first quarter. That was in the hands of a man who's gotten the ball a lot today. It's Garnett Davis. He scurried in for a one-yard touchdown to the right side to make it 7-0 Orchard Lake, and then it took a long time to get another score. It was a 59-yard reception down the middle of the field by Gabe Mata, the 6'3", 185-pound senior wide receiver. was wide open, nobody in sight. For St. Mary's, Arnold and company tried to chase him down on the right side of the end zone, but they were not going to catch up. And that is why we are tied at seven apiece 
here at halftime. Brendan Johnson is back in our WDTK studios in Ferndale. Brendan, how are you? Oh, Jeremy, I am doing well. High school football season is here. And, you know, as Chad said, the folks have been waiting nine months to hear this halftime report. So uh, (laughs) had to make it to studio in time here for week one, game one of the season. And I got to tell you, isn't it pretty cool that we're covering two games here for the first week of the uh, CHSL game of the week to start off high school football in 2019. No, it really is. And, I mean, we are really excited about the two-game slate. Obviously, we have a really good one here at halftime, seven apiece on the touchdowns. And tomorrow you have a matchup with two powers going at it. You have the Division One runner-up in Muskegon who just dropped it to King. They were expected to win last year, and they expected maybe to win again this year. And then you have De La Salle on the other side, the reigning Division Two state champs, who will match up technically at their home field. It's a neutral game of sorts at the Prep Kickoff Classic, but they reap all the benefits of a home game in the end. But that should be a whale of a game as well. Oh, a lot of people are looking forward to that one, Jeremy. You know that's one of the marquee games down at Wayne State. Something we're going to discuss tonight on the drive home. We'll get into some predictions for that game as well. But, you know, a lot of people, you know, talk about last year when De La Salle and Muskegon played in week number one out at Muskegon, and it was a one-score game. It was close back and forth. De La Salle driving down the field, turns it over. They end up losing by two scores. But, for, you know, for a second there, it looked like, hey, they're going to take the lead with just two minutes to go in the ball game. Um, so it's going to be a really exciting matchup. And, of course, you mentioned Muskegon falling to King in Division Three, De La Salle winning Division Two. Uh, De La Salle graduating some very good seniors, but you have to remember, they lost their starting quarterback and their starting running back, first brother Rice, and I believe it was week four. And they went on to win a state title without their number one back and their number one quarterback. So uh, to get those guys back, and, and you know, you got a younger defense, but still some talent, a strong offensive line, they're going to be good, and they're going to have a really tough task in Muskegon, who brings a lot back, uh, including several Division One pieces, and well, the expectation to win a state championship again this year. Yeah, no doubt it should be a very, very fun contest tomorrow. And we'll have an interview with Coach Mike Giannone in the pregame show as well. I was able to catch up with him a couple of days ago and talk uh, about his squad and what he's expecting out of the Muskegon squad for the second year in a row as they match up in the prep kickoff classic down at Wayne State. Well, Brendan Johnson will be back on the flip side with you. Uh, he's going to preview some scores, I believe, around the Catholic League when we get back. 7-7 is our score in our Siena Heights University Halftime Report. Stick with us on FM 101.5 at AM 1400, The Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and Siena Heights University. Celebrating its 100th anniversary, Siena Heights University is offering its popular Discover Day, Saturday, November 2nd, for high school students and their families at the Adrian Campus. Visitors will have the opportunity to learn about the admissions process, tour campus, engage with staff and faculty, and find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities Siena Heights has to offer. Visit go.sienaheights.edu forward slash discover to sign up. Join us November 2nd and learn what the Siena Effect is all about. Sportsmanship is still relevant in school sports. Good sportsmanship should be a given at our games. It's one of the primary reasons we have school sports to begin with, to help today's young people become tomorrow's community leaders. You can learn more about sportsmanship and download a full kit of sportsmanship ideas from the MHSA website at mhsaa.com. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. You're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week, 
only on the Patriot. Hey, Warrior fans, it's Sean Belegian, and we are back. That's right, Warrior Football back right here on your home for the Warriors. FM 101.5 and AM 1400, the Patriot. Don't miss a second of the GLIAC action. The Warriors look to get back on top in the GLIAC conference. Along with my broadcast partner, Josh Rennell, Wayne State Hall of Famer, join us each and every week. We follow the journey of the 2019 Warriors right here on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week Halftime Report is sponsored by Siena Heights University. We're back here at halftime. Catholic League Game of the Week, week number one of the high school football season. It's truly a special time. And we got exactly what we're looking for here on the Patriot, a tie ball game, 7-7, between Macomb, Dakota, and Orchard Lake, St. Mary's. Brendan Johnson, again, with you here at halftime. And, and, you know, when you look at week number one, you have to expect that you're going to – you're going to get some sloppy play. You're going to see some things happen. And, you know, for Dakota, it's a couple of interceptions. For Orchard Lake, St. Mary's, it's, again, they allow the home run play – uh, that that they seem to have fallen and, and allowed each time they play in this series. But a really cool series that Macomb, Dakota, and Orchard Lake St. Mary's have put on over the past several years. I'm going to welcome in Aaron Johnson here to the studio with me as well uh, as we get set to you know dis- discuss this halftime. There's a lot of great games going on in the league tonight, so make sure you stay tuned to the drive home later for that full score report. But Aaron, Dakota, Orchard Lake St. Mary's, Right now, not at seven, and kind of what you would expect out of two, well, pretty highly ranked teams going into the 2019 campaign. They're just two great programs, you know, year in and year out. Even if St. Mary's has been down for the past few seasons, they're still a very good program. Every year you expect them, even if their record isn't great, to still be a very competitive team. And Dakota, a powerhouse in their own respect. So you wouldn't expect anything less from either of these two programs. And the game has lived up to those kind of expectations today, even with a slow start for Dakota. I know the the quarterback threw a pair of interceptions early on, but they get that touchdown towards the end of the first half. They take that momentum at their home field. That's really important, and it's going to be even more important on St. Mary's end to see how they're able to come out and respond to that kind of an ending. You know, we're going to have a lot of great stuff tonight. Just want to preview it again on the drive home. Myself, Aaron, and a Coach Gus Vanderdunk is going to make his CHSL drive home debut as uh, Coach Gus. He's a former coach at both De La Salle and UD Jesuit, a player of the Catholic League, played college football as well. Adif Lodi will be with us throughout the season this week out of town, so you know, just to kind of refresh everybody, it's week number one. Um, but Aaron, to go back to your point, you know, you look at quarterback uh, Zach Drosky and he throws two picks, right? But Coach Bauer and his staff allow him to continue to throw the football, and you have to build confidence in a young kid like that. And if you go out and you make a couple mistakes, if you start limiting them and you say, "Hey, just hand the football off," or you pull them and go with somebody else. You kill confidence. You can never build off of that. And while the game's still 7-0 when you're right in the football game, you've got to allow a young kid to make mistakes, learn from mistakes, and find success. And they have done that in a huge play uh, right before you know, halftime with under two minutes to go. I mean, it sounds sort of cliche, but it's it's true. Every great player has to be allowed to make mistakes, and every great player does make mistakes. It's part of the natural development of 
of an athlete, and that really can go for more than anything outside of sports. It goes for really life in general. You're going to make mistakes, and you know all the, the most successful people do make mistakes. And here's just one of those cases. This time it's in sports. This time it's in high school sports, and this time it's just a young kid. But he makes those mistakes. But you instill that confidence, and you show that you still trust him. And he's able to go out and rebound off those mistakes and make a big time play in a high pressure environment with really not no time in his favor. Uh, so really impressive stuff from him. And, and that's a confidence builder that, that's not just going to matter in today's game, but that's going to carry on throughout the season. That's something that the coaching staff himself, the team, they will all remember how, hey, he Drosky may have started slow, but he rebounded and he made a big play to keep us in that game going into halftime. Hey, we're on Twitter at CHSLGo. You can tweet at me personally, at Media Brendan. We're here all night. Catholic League, game of the week. It's halftime right now. 7-7 between Dakota and Orchard Lake St. Mary's. When we get back, we'll give you some predictions for the second half of play, and then action resumes at Macomb, Dakota. All when we get back here on the Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week on the Patriot is sponsored by Balance of Nature. Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena, a Catholic university. Located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect. You're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week on WDTK Detroit. Mike Gallagher believes we live our values. The words of Ilhan Omar, a congresswoman who believes that we Americans don't live our values. Guess who lives our values? We do. No, Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, we live our values because this is the greatest country. On the planet. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 9 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. You're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week, only on The Patriot. Is there anything wrong with being a good sport? Helping an opponent up after knocking them down? Sincerely congratulating the other team after the game, win or lose? Showing respect for referees? It's how we should act every day at every game because nothing beats good sportsmanship. To learn more about sportsmanship, visit the MHSAA website. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics. The CHSL Game of the Week Halftime Report is sponsored by Siena Heights University. Politics and real. Now we're back here on the Patriots. 7-7 between Dakota and Orchard Lake St. Mary's as this first week of Catholic League football and MHSAA football is underway. Brendan Johnson, Aaron Johnson back here with you in our studios in Ferndale. And Aaron, I turn to you. 7-7 here at halftime. It's going to be a great second half. We have to expect, you look at the matchup, we were able to catch the first half and tune in as obviously Jeremy and Chad delivered a great call. Mid-season form, by the way. Aaron, your prediction for the second half of play. Well, I think Dakota, like I said before the break, I think Dakota kind of stole the momentum going into the halftime break. Now they're going to come back out, 
in th- at their home field and they have momentum. I think that puts them in the better position, but I think ultimately who is going to strike first in this second half? I think that first team to score, whoever it may be, Dakota or St. Mary's, I think I just I, I don't want to pick either of them. I want to pick whoever scores first. Maybe that's a cheap way out of it, but that's that's what I'm going with. Here's the answer. That is a cheap way out of it, and I may have to reconsider you being on the drive home tonight. I'm only kidding. I got to tell you, though, that Orchard Lake St. Mary's defense has been really, really good. If Dakota can get their confidence up, they'll have a chance. I'm taking Orchard Lake St. Mary's. The second half of play between Dakota and Orchard Lake St. Mary's when we get back here on the Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Cush Paint and Nahez Recruiting. Celebrating its 100th anniversary, Siena Heights University is offering its popular Discover Day, Saturday, November 2nd, for high school students and their families at the Adrian campus. Visitors will have the opportunity to learn about the admissions process, tour campus, engage with staff and faculty, and find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities Siena Heights has to offer. Visit go.sienaheights.edu forward slash discover to sign up. Join us November 2nd and learn what the Siena effect is all about. Did you know that the Catholic High School League Football Game of the Week is on social media? Search CHSL Go on Twitter and Instagram today and give us a follow. There you'll find coverage announcements, our play of the week, news surrounding Catholic League football, and more. We encourage all listeners to use the hashtag CHSLFootball as well to interact with us on the air. Again, search CHSL Go on Twitter and Instagram today. FM 101.5 and AM 1400 is your home for the best high school football coverage in Metro Detroit. Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena. A Catholic university located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect. Well, whether you're looking to move or stay put, now is a great time to repurchase to purchase or finance a home. Our friends at Alliance Catholic Credit Union can help. Whether you want a fixed rate or an adjustable one, want to retire in 15 years or lock in 30, want to buy an existing home or build a new one, they have mortgage options for you. With Alliance Catholic Credit Union, you get more competitive rates and great selection. You receive personal expert care that is fitting for a member. So whether considering a mortgage or just looking to trust help managing your money, Alliance Catholic Credit Union is your financial guardian angel. Visit AllianceCatholic.com to join today. Federally insured by NCUA, equal housing lender. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League. Jeremy Otto alongside Chad Bush to bring the call here tonight. 7-7 seven to seven is our score at halftime as these two teams march out. Dakota won the toss, deferred, so they will receive to begin this second half of play. It's Matt Love back deep. St. Mary's a lot of success in the run game. Dakota had the bomb on offense. Outside of that, nothing else really in the pass game. Three interceptions uh, by Drosky, and then uh, you had the nice uh, defensive 
plays by St. Mary's in the secondary. But this has been a game that has not been the type of back-and-forth offensive explosion that we thought we'd see early on. Just 7-7, really, partner. Could this game change in the second half? I think it could. What do you think? I think it could, too. It's going to be interesting to see how the dominoes fall here. Football fell off the tee. Man, it's windy. It is. Doman drives this one deep. It was a laser line drive into the hands of Matt Love, who is camped into the blue and white end zone here at Dakota. So it's going to be first down and 10 at the 20. We'll see Zach Drosky, the six foot two, 170-pound junior, come out for the start of the second half. Coach Bauer likes his first-year starter. His dad coached at Dakota. His brother played at Dakota, as you mentioned. Last year on the JV, this kid ran the team to an undefeated record. Good-sized kid, too. He can see over that line at six foot two, 170. Let's see what he does in the second half, and if St. Mary's continues to heat him up, tries to force turnovers. He's in the gun. Two wideouts to the near side. It's been a heavy dose of the Javian Stepney today, and he gets rocked at the line of scrimmage that time. Luke Selikowski said hello. The 5'11", 245-pound defensive tackle. It was Jordan Cannon who bear-hugged him as well yeah. to the ground, and they give him a gain of one, but it was a hefty price for one. <laughs> yeah, Cannon cleaned him up, and uh, nice job up front by the big Selikowski, 5'11", 245, in that left defensive tackle. Negative play. They run him to the left side. Stephanie finds daylight this time at the 30-yard line, dashing to the 40. Now to midfield, trying to stay on his feet to the 45-yard line into Eaglet territory. Pumped up after that run, and maybe that ignites this Dakota offense once again. Dakota got a great block on the outside, and you, you see what they can do on the perimeter with stock blocking. They ask their wide receivers to block at times, and I'll tell you what, Gabe Mata threw a whale of a block. All he had to do was stay in front of that corner. Danny Mason, he did, and a nice gain up the sideline for a first down. So a big catch for a touchdown, now a big block mm -hmm. to create a big play in the hands of Mata. As this Dakota offense clicking all of a sudden with 11-13 to go in quarter number three. Stepney again, runs right side, then cut back to the middle. Football pops free, but he was down at the 42-yard line. Whalen right in the middle of that thing again. And uh, Cannon also to clean it up. But St. Mary's, that stretch run play, they're too fast for that. You might be able to run over them, but that's not the strength of the that's the, that's the strength of the St. Mary's defense and not what Dakota wants to run into. Good job by St. Mary's defending that time. It starts up middle by with a big boy, the sophomore, 5'11", 300 pounds in that center, Charles Collins, the sophomore, number 94. Second and eight. And off up the guts this time around. Luke Whalen again blowing up that play. <laughs> he sure did. You said it. Luke Whalen, the bigger the moment, the better he gets. And we saw it there, Jeremy. Just crush that gap. It was Caden Sloan on the carry. First time we've seen him oh. here today. The young sophomore, 5'10", 180. Also plays the DB position on defense. Well, we saw him with that nice kick return. Yep. Remember? And, and so he's got some juice in him. That's a good young stud for Bauer in the program. Third down and nine now from the Orchard Lake 43-yard line. 7-7 seven, seven game, 9.52 left to play in this third quarter. Trips to the right. He looks that way. It's a screen pass well over the head, though, and into the Dakota bench. It was Dejavian Stepney, the intended receiver, right on his back and breathing. It was Jordan Cannon. 
Tommy Boss was coming from the outside, and 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 Frank Janos is continuing to go after Dakota, and 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 the first year started quarterback Drosky, and that time it just forced a throw away. And it's punting time after Dakota had all that momentum, it felt like, Jeremy. And now they're just punting it away. Good job by St. Mary's to tighten up as that series went on. Creelip in to do the honors here. It's Cam Arnold back deep. He's not very deep, though. He's at the 25-yard line. Going to have to back up and just going to let this one go. As this one takes a high arcing bounce and plops its way out of bounds at the 16-yard line with 9 and 35 to go in quarter number three in a tie game, Jack. Yeah, tie game. This is what we would expect in the third game of this series. Uh, are they playing next year? Does this series end after this year? St. Mary's is saying, boy, we hope. Uh, <laughs> Dakota's saying, oh, yeah, we hope too. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I believe the series is done after this year, um, but I'm not sure on that. But nonetheless, it's Dakota 2, St. Mary's nothing in the series in this tie game. Big drive for St. Mary's. They'll try to start something, make a statement on their first offensive drive of the second half. Henson under center here as he's been almost all day long. It's an inside handoff to kick things off for them here in the third quarter, and that was swallowed very quickly. Yeah. Henson just kept it up the middle for a gain of one, second and nine. Well, that's big Jordan Rice Reno in there at six foot 250, causing some chaos. Got Prushnik in there, Mike Prushnik, 6'4", 225. They got some hosses up front. This is no easy chore for St. Mary's, who faces some very good defensive lines in the Catholic League. Play action here, looking to throw is Henson. Works out a one potential sack, but he's bottled up back at the 10-yard line for a huge loss. Yeah, they got him in the back. And that's Rice Reno again causing problems. He beat the tackle, Stanley, on that, got around... But this time, Henson kept the ball a little more protected. Last time he lost it, felt the pressure, sat in the pocket, went down. No loose ball, but Dakota and their defense has St. Mary's in a third and 18, partner. So the ball is back to the nine-yard line now Mm. in Eaglet territory. Third down and 18 to go here with 8.20 left on the clock in quarter number three and a tie score. Wishbone for Henson. He wants the deep back. That's... Davis, who's been very good today, but Davis is immediately tackled there by Stepney on the far side, answering on defense now as a talented running back for just a gain of a couple. Jack of all trades, wide receiver, safety, kick returner. He can do it all. Explosive, smart, and Stepney makes a play there, forces a long fourth and 15. Dangerous punt. Here for Tommy Doman as he's in the heart of the Dakota end zone here. Waiting on the snap. It's right at his knees. Going to kick it high. Pretty kick into the wind. Spinning to the 48-yard line and falling down on it after making the catch is Matt Love after calling the fair catch. So this Dakota offense will re-trigger in their own territory at the 48-yard line with 7.32 left here in quarter number three and a tie score on the Patriots. Stick with us. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and Siena Heights University. When you need the ultimate performance from a primer, there is only one. 
Zinser Smart Prime from Rust-Oleum, available at Cush Paint Company in Roseville. It is the next generation zero VOC, easy to use water-based formula with an oil-based performance. Stain blocking power, low odor, and lead compliant. Zinser Smart Prime from Rust-Oleum. Check it out at Cush Paint in Roseville. Mention the Patriot and get 10% off with our experts at Cush Paint in Roseville or CushPaint.com. First down and 10 from the 48-yard line. DeJavion Stepney going to take it all the way to the house on the left side. Makes the play on defense and then makes the play on offense as he dashes in with 7.21 to go. It's 13-7 Cougars. Yeah, McComb with a big strike in the run game. Stepney's been itching all game for a big crack. That time got in the open field, cut back, and nobody was hawking him, even with a speedy secondary of St. Mary's. And just like that, the home team Cougars... Doubling up the Eaglets. Prelop to kick the extra point here. A man came in to try to block that kick. That was Paul Petrella, but he was late on the right edge, and the kick is good. 14-7. Now the lead for the Cougars with 7-21 still left to play in the third. That's a big one. Stepney's dangerous. St. Mary's knew it, and uh, hey, McComb, Dakota, was going to play on their home turf. I mean, this is a team that may be down from a year ago uh, a bit in talent with some guys, but there's some new guys emerging. Stepney, not a new guy. We knew he was a threat. St. Mary's knew he was a threat, and he's shown it making big-time plays in this game. 14-7 Cougars over Eaglets. Trying to check some scores soon on that Alliance Catholic Credit Union scoreboard. Jim, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I was just going to uh, say something about uh, the explosive plays in this game. We got a 59-yard touchdown. We got a 52-yard touchdown run. And then we had a 50-yard run that resulted in a short touchdown run for St. Mary's by Davis. So we've seen the explosives, just not all the scoring that we've seen in the past with these two schools. One school or one score that I just saw, Chippewa Valley 21, Celine 7. That's at halftime. Okay. Any other Catholic League games going on? There's a bunch of them. We gotta okay. track I heard those one scores of them. down. Yeah. Where's uh where's 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 with the Johnson? Where the, where the, where's J and J? Come on, man. I'll bring the P B. Let's bring the double J. Maybe that'll wake him up. I'll bring the C B. How about that? Another pooch. One's gonna propel to the twenty five yard line and taking that out is Mesogenic again. He called to the fair catch, yeah. but then he tried to run it after that. Yeah, it should have been a flag. Should have been a flag there. You're right. You're right. That was a play that he called for the fair catch. He, by the way, is uh, Jack Mezahedzic. Um And then he ran, and that's usually a penalty. They didn't call it. St. Mary's catches a break there. But big drive. They didn't do much on the first. This is their second drive of the second half after getting scored on. And Don Buchanan, the offensive coordinator for St. Mary's, Looking to dial something up. Watch for play action pass on first down. It's a handoff up the middle instead to Garnett Davis. And he's been bottled up lately. Or check that. That was Lance Hilly. Yeah, we haven't seen. the first time out of the backfield. Yeah, it was the first time. That's the difference of eight and nine on the roster. So he gains three, second and seven up to the 30. Make it the 29-yard line. They like Hilly. Dan Giesling, their linebacker coach, really thinks he might be the best kept secret of camp. And of St. Mary's. He's a big hitter also on the defensive side. 
there is Davis that time. Davis spins up to the 30-yard line. Gains a couple yards shy of the first down here. It's third and call it a full three. Lance Hilly came up a bit gimpy. He's going to check out of the lineup. And they're also going to check out Jason Ross on third and three. This smells all about double A, Anthony Ants on the fullback. He's their third and three guy. Henson still under center, as you'd expect here. And it is Anton who tumbles his way for a first down. They try to tackle him at around the 37-yard line. The extra lunge to the 40. Low to the ground. Got him that first down. Yep, good drive off that left side, too, of that offensive line, Jeremy. You got Drew Stanley, the left tackle. Elijah Harrison, the guy whose nickname is Bobby Fisher. He loves to play chess, loves music. He's a renaissance man. He's an A student. Good footwork, good mobility, but they like him, and they ran right off his left fanny. Ball spotted on the 39-yard line in Eaglet territory. They're down 14-7 to all of a sudden in this ball game here. Mm. Henson's still under center, one back behind him. Two yeah. wideouts to the far side, one to the near, and that causes Dakota to burn a timeout. There was some late motion there as they started in the running formation yeah started in that straight team and they split their two backs out into the slots and then greg bauer said what's this what are you trying to do to me george Porritt? over what are you doing <laughs> so he called timeout. we're gonna have fun tomorrow night too absolutely glad to be back with you and brian boleski and uh our our crew but this is fun and Sort of a great schedule that we have coming up in the Catholic League this year. And we don't have all the games established, but we do have a few established. Sure. And we can sort of give teasers, can't we? Yeah. For, uh, tomorrow. I mean, tomorrow we, we obviously want to promote it. <laughs> but next week. Sure. Can we have we, a little Ohio versus Michigan showdown. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Until tomorrow. That's one clue. That's one hint. That's <laughs> it, Jeremy. And if you guess, you get a prize. <laughs> All right, first and ten. One of these is going to be a play-action pass. They One do. of these on first down. They haven't done it all night. One of these will. Still three men in the backfield, single wide receivers on each side. They do pound it on the ground. Davis chugs up to the 42-yard lines. Going to bring up a second and six. And Dakota's done a great job of clogging up that two-gap. And, and the big part of that has been the guy right in the middle who's been a headache in the second half and made himself felt, and that's Rice Reno, the junior, six foot two fifty. He's tough to get around, and they're having a trouble spot in the middle of that St. Mary's line. Uh, their center, who they like a lot, Sonny Defonso, just having some trouble right now with him. Second down and seven. They scrimmage from the 41-yard line here. Play there action. It is. They look to the right sideline here. And cutting down the middle is Cam Arnold at the 20-yard line. And Arnold is free. He gets by DeJavion Stephanie on that far side. And just like that, another quick strike gives this Orchard Lake team a tie score. How about it? Cam Arnold breaking free on a post. I told you it was coming. The play action. And they struck. And it wasn't even a great thrown ball uh, look-wise, but it was productive. And the OLSM Red Rowdies across the way getting loose as this game is about to be tied potentially if this extra point's through. How about that throw, though, by number 11 for St. Mary's, Grant Henson? And a good job by Cam Arnold to go get it. He had to run a little bit, Jeremy. That wasn't just a coaster. 
Doman had that one go through. I think it may have gotten a hand or something on that as it uh, rolled through on Ugh. a line drive on the top of the up. We'd already seen him miss a 22-yard field goal earlier today. That one does fly its way through, however. So we've had a couple of 59-yard touchdown passes. We've had a 52-yard touchdown run. We've had a 50-yard run that wasn't a touchdown. We're getting our big plays. Yeah. This is St. Mary's in Dakota finally. Absolutely. A little back and forth on a beautiful August night. When you talk about our balance of nature, balanced offense, we've certainly seen that a little bit more here in this second half of play. Mm-hmm. Cam Arnold running that thing down like a center fielder that he is. Baseball. Actually, he and Grant Henson, who also plays center field as the starter, <laughs> can play the corner outfield. Orchard Lake St. Mary State Championship baseball team. And uh, we'll go to another state champion tomorrow in De La Salle. And another one that almost won a state championship in Muskegon. Some thought That's they right. should have last year in the kind of a shocker game against King. Sure was. And that one is going to go good. for the uprights. No, wow. that's good. That's good. It's got to be worth at least one point, no? <laughs> Tommy Doman drives it all the way through on the other end on the kickoff. He's having fun on that far sideline high five. With well, he's ranked, he's ranked in the top five in the state of Michigan and the top 70 in the country in kicking for a reason. He's got a big leg, and he's a D1 kicker. It's a question of punting or kicking. So... He's a guy that can kick it, but he was aided by the wind a little there, I'll be honest. Briskly <laughs> yeah, rolling right to left right now. Maybe at a slightly smaller clip than what we saw at the end of that first half of play. Trip to the far side for this Dakota offense. It's a direct handoff to the far side into the hands of Caden Sloan, though. We have a holding penalty that came down at the 30-yard line right around yep. where he galloped to the turf in the end. Yeah, but that doesn't take away from the burst that we're starting to see again uh, by Sloan. There's This kid Sloan's got some juice to him, and he was a 2,000-yard rusher last year on the JV. We're seeing some burst. We've got two eaglets at the same time collapsing on the turf here in Dakota. This has got cramp written all over it. Somebody didn't eat their bananas. You got to drink your water, eat your bananas. That's what George Port will tell you. And Waylon's cramping up. Yeah, Kelly, Kelly's trying, trying to get out there. Some scores on that Alliance Catholic Credit Union scoreboard. A final Gabriel Richard Ann Arbor picks up a win over Clio in the first game of the year, 31 to eight. Brother Rice with a seven nothing win over Utica Eisenhower to begin the year at the Prep Kickoff Classic. Zeeland East, 49. Uh, 14 to win there in the Gabriel Richard Riverview with a 21-8 to eight lead over Grosseal. That's in quarter number three. So what you told us is that we got a Catholic League victory over the MAC. We do. Brother Rice 7, Ike nothing. We'll see what happens here. Could it be a sweep? Are there other Catholic League MAC battles? Today? I'm not sure. I don't think so. Okay. Back to that later. Right side run. On a first down and 12. Sloan. They just keep pumping Sloan, and why not? I see why. They love him. And now, finally, they're going to get Stepney back in there. But if Sloan's running that well, why not give him more breather? St. Mary's having trouble 
stopping the run. Also, Frank Janos, the defensive coordinator, said, "Hey, we have to have the gumption to stop the run." They got a D1 running back, a former quarterback on the JV team that was very good. We have to be up against it on their home turf. All three wide receivers close and tight to the line to the far side. Getting an extra block is Drosky. Deposited at the 35-yard line. Mm. Hits his man at the 40. Curls for a first down and that's about 10 more yards. That's Gabe Mata again who makes a big play. Yeah, back out of the backfield. Nice little dial-up. Give Drosky something easy to hit. Give him some confidence. He's thrown three picks. Good call by Bauer to get him out, get a guy out in the flat, get him a first down. 14-14 is our score in after that uh, Orchard Lake tying touchdown. 327 remaining here in quarter number three. Stephanie gets the first handoff in a while, turns the corner well at the 45-yard line into Eagle territory on the other 45. And after he gains the first down, plus about five more, he's slammed to the turf at the 44, right in front of the Eaglet sideline. Well, Dakota is smart. They're going right at where Waylon, St. Mary's best defender, who's out with a cramps, they're going right at that side. And they're attacking it and hoping that Waylon continues to cramp because right now St. Mary's has no answer stopping that left side. Sweet. High snap, handled well, though. Stepney again gets the call. He lunges to the 40-yard line for a healthy gain of three or four on first down. Selkowski was in quickly there for St. Mary's. Quick. He's a quick guy. Dense body, Selkowski. He's a wrestler. Strong kid. Two Lukes on the end. Luke Whalen on one end and Luke Selkowski on the other. Ball marked down the middle of the field here as they move left to right. Play action. A man rushing in for Orchard Lake. Ooh, that's dropped. Down the middle, curling to the left was Gabe Mata again. That would have been another first down at the 30-yard line. Lurking behind him was Terrence Batiste, who already has one pick today. It's a third and seven. And you know what? I'll tell you what. Mata makes a great play there just to come back and touch it. Otherwise, that's pick number four because there's two eaglets behind him. Ready to grab that pinskin, pigskin. But, yeah, I thought that was one that Mata might have been able to catch. He's shown some real presence tonight here on the east side. Trotsky back to the line. He sees two wideouts aside, and there is a pre-snap penalty flying in the air with 2.28 to go on the frozen clock here in the third. Yeah, I don't know. This looks like a participation penalty on Dakota, but I'm not sure... They threw it right in front of Greg Bauer, and he didn't complain. So I think it's all Dakota, um, but who knows? Did he call timeout before? Oh, they gave him the timeout. They gave him the timeout before the too many men on the field. Interesting. All right. Welcome to McComb. Well, did you know there's a credit union for Catholics? That's right, Alliance Catholic Credit Union. They have a checking account that pays dividends, low-rate loans, a great mobile app, everything you need to manage your money. They're actively involved in supporting Catholic education through scholarships, financial literacy programs, and event sponsorships. So if you're Catholic anywhere in Michigan, put your money where your faith is. To learn more about Alliance Catholic Credit Union, visit AllianceCatholic.com. Federally insured by NCUA, Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League. This Dakota squad marching back out there now. 
2.28 left to play in this third quarter. It's a tie score at 14 apiece. Looking to gain the lead back that they've already had here in the third frame. State champs 2010. There's Catholic League ties to Dakota. Coach Giannone, the head coach of De La Salle, the former head coach here. We've got scores just piling in. Thanks to our staff. Trips to the far side, two to the near. Big time rush here for St. Mary's as they send three, and this is going to be another intentional grounding as he just flipped it sideways about 20 or 25 yards behind the line of scrimmage out of bounds at the end of the Dakota bench. Same, away from the play, St. Mary's was very close to getting a 15-yard penalty. Uh Lance Hilly took a shot at one of the Dakota Cougars, and I don't know if that was something that the officials missed, but it was right in front of about three of them. They must have thought it was legal. Fair enough. Fourth down, punt in time for the Cougars in this tie game. 50-50? Did you get a 50-50 ticket? I didn't. Good man. I should have. Gambling's illegal at Bushwood, <laughs> and I never slice. <laughs> Little Caddyshack. Do you remember Caddyshack? Have you heard? You've just heard. Old guys like me talk oh, I've about seen it. it. Have you? Okay. Yeah, a couple times. Impressive. I like the groundhog, that. right? Yes. <laughs> Gopher. I'm all right. Gopher, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Ain't nobody worried about me. All right. I like that. A little side winding kick is this one is gonna take a Dakota bounce mm-hmm. at the fifteen. It's still sputtering and rolling all the way back to the seven and with two eleven left. That's where St. Mary's will take over in a tie score here in quarter number three. We talked about the Dakota kick returner who made the mistake of letting of catching it. Well, this guy for St. Mary's, Cam Arnold, makes a mistake by not catching it because Dakota takes advantage and let it roll another 12 yards inside the 10. So it's early. Both teams feeling their way through. First game jitters. But so far, pretty clean play game game right i mean penalties haven't been too crazy either way no i mean we saw some of those week one penalties i guess and you could say in the first couple quarters but those have since went away as you'd expect them on the two solid programs that these are is orchard lake runs on the first down that's their bread and butter and it's been their bread and butter certainly in this game we're used to seeing saint mary's have explosive players right i mean guys that can make a cut and gone you get and, and give credit to Dakota. They've contained some of that. We saw Davis bust for one, but that's kind of what they've been missing the last two years, a guy that can separate. And uh, they're waiting for a guy like Davis to take runs like that and take it to the sideline and take it to the house. They need to break one of those. But that was a healthy five-yard gain on first. Second and five from the 12-yard line now, and a good cut to the left side by Garrett Davis. He is free at the 30-yard line, trying to hit the midfield marker. He does, finally chased from behind by Eric Reese. But once again, the Eaglets are in to Dakota territory here. 38-yard run across the near sideline in the end, Chad Bush. Yes, sir, from the 12 all the way up to midfield. That's the big boy. He's got about a buck 25 on the ground tonight. And his first varsity start for the senior, you feel good. He felt awful at the end of last year, 5-12 and 12 the last two years. But this senior running back, they really like a lot. They're featured back, Garrett Davis, who's been a stud tonight. First down and 10 from midfield. It's Davis who gets the call again. He's scrambling. He's not mm. allowed to come down as he <laughs> moves across the 45 and up to the 43-yard line. Literally, there were like three Cougars around him. He just started moving sideways and bouncing and bouncing to get to 
more yards and make it a second and very manageable three. Yep. Davis has cramps, too, now. And he's down. This is all cramps. We saw this two years ago. And and, and St. Mary's uh, cramping up a bit. But back to Davis, who deserves more talk. Um, he's just another line of a back at St. Mary's. It's going to just be one of those horses. But it didn't come easy for him. This was a kid that was heavier than he wanted to be. Really transformed himself, George Port said, in the offseason to make himself a complete player um, and and can run over guys or run around them. And we saw it with that little Texas two-step footwork. Um, but we haven't seen any other guys really emerge from the St. Mary's offensive backfield. But the real star tonight, we've got a couple of running backs that have been great, and, and we've seen Stepney show out and, and, and do good for the Cougar fans as well. Clock is rolling now, 38 seconds remaining here in quarter number three, 14-14. We're deadlocked here as we near the final frame. Mm-hmm. Single wideouts aside, they're going to keep it on the ground and keep it into the hands of Grant Henson here. He shifts to the 40 for a first down. Just going to momentarily stop the clock at 20.6. George Port is happy with three yards and a cloud of dust. Run that clock. And keep the ball in a guy like Grant Henson's hands, senior quarterback who we trust so much, who did lose a fumble earlier tonight. But that's a rarity for him. Ball control is one of his strengths. But watch out for this Dakota defense. They are stripping and ripping and trying to get a fumble forced late in piles. So keep an eye on that as this quarter winds down. One last play. It's down to eight seconds remaining here in the third quarter. Boy, they're trying to strip that ball into the hands of Garnett Davis. He does a great job of hanging on and plows himself up to the 32-yard line. So it's going to be about a second and four on the flip side of this break. We have a great finish for you right here on the Patriot. 14-14. Stick with us in our Catholic League Game of the Week. Don't go anywhere. The CHSL Game of the Week on the Patriot is sponsored by Balance of Nature. Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time. When I hear you guys commercial, almost everything that happens with a lot of these people, like your skin and everything, I mean, that's true. And with me, well, I'm 60, I had arthritis in my hands and my elbows from doing carpet stuff. You don't notice it when it first happens, but as time goes, boy, this used to hurt me, and it doesn't hurt anymore. You know what I mean? You don't even think about it. It's just gone. It's just all these little things that disappear. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. To end the summer season, Balance of Nature is offering a 35% discount and free shipping on your first Balance of Nature order. This summer special is ending between now and Labor Day, so don't wait. Call 800-2468-751. That's 800-2468-751. Or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code DETROIT. Third down and three for the St. Mary's offense just underway here in quarter number four. We're tied at 14 apiece as Orchard Lake looks to come up with a big third down conversion. Yep, and this is, uh, make no mistake about it, this is four down territory. Um, I believe, even with as good of a kicker, this is uh, against the win. Big third down play here, Jim. Give it to the deep back, and that's a good decision as Garnett Davis gains a first down. He's up 
to the 23-yard line here. Davis has been a workhorse today for this Orchard Lake offense. With 11-16 to go in the fourth, Orchard Lake on their way to maybe an untying touchdown here. Well, 50-50 winner is from Orchard Lake. There you go. And so he's going to collect some cash. How much cash in that 50-50, homie? Find out how much cash the pot was worth. Henson under center, three men behind him in the backfield. It's been that way nearly all night long. It's Lance Hilly who gets the call. Swerves across the 20 and is up to the 16-yard line. It's second down and about three. Second and three. St. Mary's just happy. Three yards cloud of dust. George Port and his offense starting to try to work into Dakota. Notice, though, Dakota has not had the kind of cramp thing St. Mary's has. Eaglet's hoping to reverse it and maybe wear him down a bit here. More like second down and four as they marked him a yard back from the 17-yard line on the far hash. St. Mary's moving left to right here in the fourth. Handoff and bowling his way past a couple potential tacklers. There is Davis. Mm-hmm. He's up to the 11-yard line. Yeah. And he goes right behind number 53, Drew Stanley. And Stanley with a nice block there. <laughs> Davis just kind of moved him out of the way. And just said, go, get out of my way. And then he did a little back. I mean, this kid's done more moonwalk backups than Michael Jackson in 1984. <laughs> I mean, he's got some fancy feet. Dakota's just looking at him like, where are you going, man? We have you. First down and 10 from the 11 now. Just outside of a goal situation with 10 minutes to go in the fourth and a tie score. 14-14 for now. And this is a bad decision to try to back up for more yardage. Yeah, it was. He's going to be brought down. At the line of scrimmage in the end, so it's no gain for Garnett Davis, but a great job by the Dakota defensive front to hop on that quickly. Yeah, they got some players up front, boy. I tell you what, they got some guys that can fill from the secondary. Matt Love came up from a secondary spot, capped them off. It takes a lot to bring down Davis. This kid's a load. But Dakota now, watch the tight end. It's a big key if you're Dakota's defense. There it is. Second down and 10 play action here. They look right side of the end zone. Have a man there. It's off the fingertips that time of Vucinai. Vucinai, a guy who has soft hands, kind of a late bloomer. Chad Bush believes he'll have a Division One offer or two by, things, by the time things are said and done here in his senior season. He keeps growing. I mean, he was 6'3 in basketball season where he's a very good, he's going to play for Todd Covert in basketball this year, be 6th, 7th, 8th man on that team, which is something. Uh, really good kid, soft hands, runs well. I think he will. He's 6'5", 215. They really like his skill set as a receiving tight end. Third down and 10. A scrimmage from the Dakota 11-yard line just to the right of the far hash. That play was really well defended by Dakota, though. Shotgun formation for Henson and company. Moves to the pistol now with the back behind him. Trips to his right. He's rolling that way. Good blocking, but uh, well shy of his intended target, Cam Arnold. That skipped to him like a ground ball on the right side of the end zone. He's used to fly balls. He had Jason Ross on a hitch, and he had Cam Arnold on a fade-slash-comeback route. If he hits, If he hits Cam Arnold... It's a touchdown. He's got a comeback route. He's coming back to Henson like a receiver's supposed to do. But Henson was in between, and he threw it in between both guys, and nobody wins, and here comes a field goal attempt again into the win this time. So he missed one from 22 yards on the other side of the field to Tommy Doman. This one 
from 21 yards out. On a fourth and 10 with 9.06 to go in the fourth. The snap was low. The hold was good. The kick is no good. Wow. Two kicks missed by one of the best in the state in Tommy Doman. How about it? Wow. With 9.01 to go, we remain tied at 14. Ouch. Yeah, ouch is right. I mean, that's a what? Is that a 38-yard field goal? And, and and Dolman wide left, his second miss. He missed two all of last year. He's already missed two in this game. And for a guy like Dolman, the wind's no excuse. Into the wind doesn't matter. But, I'm sorry, I was going to say, this is just how it's been, man, <laughs> these two teams. Duking it out. It's how it has been. St. Mary's versus Dakota. East versus West. Catholic versus uh, private versus public. I mean, this is fun. 28-24, the score last year. 31-24 and 17 and 35-28 the year before that. Well, yeah, be the all one-score games. One. Yeah. That's Stepney. We've got a heavy dose of him at the running back position for good reason. He gains... A couple on first down, second and eight from the 22. 8.44 left to play in this fourth frame. The one really whipping now right to left. Mm-hmm. At the backs of this Dakota offense right now. Right, and they're in no hurry. We'll no. see how conservative they are. You know they don't want to put it in the air uh, if they have to. So they're really going to rely on their back. We'll see how many St. Mary's puts in the box. There is the aforementioned Stepney curling his way inside for a gain of a couple more. So this is going to bring up third and a long five call up to the 25 with 8.06 to play in the fourth. Well, St. Mary's is begging, and this is no disrespect, but they're begging him to throw the ball. They're going to load the box here and bring the heat, and we'll see what, what Bauer dials up, but a screen against this defense would just be tasty if you're Dakota. Orchard Lake defense adjusting to the personnel here. He wants to throw. Backs up at the 20-yard line. He's one to the near sideline. Hauled in by Eric Reese at the 34. They call it a catch because he was jumbled out of bounds on the near side by Christian Teichner. It was a good effort by him to try to knock it out. But in the end, it's a first down for the Cougars. Yeah, Teichner licked him. you got to give this young man credit. Who was that? Was that Reese? That was a great catch. I mean, held on to it. He got clocked. And right along the near sideline into his own bench. Big conversion on third down. Well thrown, too, by their quarterback, Drosky. First down and 10 from the 34-yard line of the near hash. Shotgun snap for Drosky here. Delayed handoff. He does get into the hands of Stepney, and he is bottled up behind the line of scrimmage. We have not seen that all too often here today. No, it's the big boy. It's Charles Collins. 510 280 they call him we've heard it up to 330 <laughs> we heard 300 we're going to call him 300 even though they list him at 280 this kid's a point guard on the basketball team that nose guard at 300 pounds now ironically yeah you believe that now ironically divine child had a kid also yeah. that played college ball that was a point guard nose guard running back combination so, yeah, this is a unique blend of athlete, and this gets started last year as a freshman for St. Mary's at Nose Guard. Too many men on the field again, or too much time. There's a flag on the field. 
That's illegal substitution, I think, yeah. With 6.34 left to play in that frozen clock here in quarter number four. Tied at 14. That's going to move on five yards back. So second down and 15 to go now. Well, George Port said, look, we got to win the big game. We've come close on so many. We lost four games by four less points last year. We need to win a big one. Drosky back to pass, faces some late pressure. It was a good block to shoulder off Tommy Boss that time. He rolls out to run, has some space at the 30-yard line, gains at least the original line of scrimmage, maybe right there is it's going to bring up a third down and 10. Well, St. Mary's respects Drosky's ability to run so much that they're sh- shadowing him with Hilly, who's a little dinged up out there. He, they're just shadowing him and spying him and, that's the respect that Frank Janos and, 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 and George Port have for this Dakota dual threat rookie quarterback, who, by the way, has not thrown a pick in the second half. Let's give him credit. Yeah, three of them in that first half. That's right. Two wideouts aside in the gun is Drosky here. Looks to pass once again. St. Mary's looking for pressure. The pocket collapses. He moves right, being chased from behind by Luke Whalen. It's a big body. Looking to get it to the right of Gabe Mata. Skipped into the Orchard Lake sideline and incomplete. There's a flag of the play. Yeah. I got a feeling we got a hold downfield by the St. Mary's secondary. There's too long of a time span there for that good a coverage. <laughs> I mean, they get the quarterback scrambling, and nobody's open down there. That is, there's some good cover guys, but usually that means there's some pass interference. We'll see what they call. Clock frozen at 6.01. The score tied at 14-14. Ooh, it's on Dakota. They got him with offensive pass interference. Really? Wow. St. Mary's going to decline it and force him to punt, but wow, how about that? Not what I expected, partner. Not at all. So that's going to flip the tides here. Give Orchard Lake the ball back. How about the cover guys for St. Mary's? Cam Arnold, Danny Mason, and then the secondary has been great as well with Kosnowski and Anachuku. Speaking of Cameron Arnold, he's back deep at the 30-yard line. The punt's driven at the 20. They try to kick it away from him, and they do a good job of it. It's going to skip out of bounds at the 20. No, they're going to mark it to the 31-yard line, it looks like. 5 and 54 still to go in a tie score, 14-14. What are you seeing here, Chad Bush? Well, St. Mary's would love, would love to just run down the field. I mean, George Port's dream would be a drive of 13 runs by an average of four yards. I mean, that's what he would uh, stay up at night to wish for, and why not? You run it out, 5.54 to go. No need to give the ball back to Dakota and be conservative here. Force them to stop your run, and they can. But let's see how creative St. Mary's is offensively. Henson. Quick handoff in the backfield here is churning his legs. That time was Anthony Anton. It's the first time we've seen him in a little bit from that running back spot. He's up to the 36-yard line. That's a good game. I mean, that's five on first down. You can't ask for anything else. With five minutes left, put it in the hands of a guy that does not lose yards. Three yards in a cloud of dust is 3-3, Anthony Anton. The redhead. They go right back to Garnett Davis. Davis scurries for two more up to the 38-yard line. So bring up 
Third down and a long three. Chaudhry that time collapsing. He's a guy they like on the outside a lot. I'll tell you what, Dakota's got a chance to win this league. And, and you win this league, you got a chance to do big things. And Chippewa Valley is, is number, numero uno on their enemy list. But they're not looking past St. Mary's tonight. Scrimmage just to the right of the far hash here. Good up the that. middle run there by Anton. He stayed low and then jolted his way past the 40. Up to the 45-yard line and finally ending up just shy of Dakota territory at the 49. Wow. Coach Porter loves the guy. Len Karshnia talked at length about him. But right now it's about that fullback ball security and it's about the offensive line winning off the ball. And Sean Klaus... And we wish him good luck. He had some medical procedures. We wish him luck, but he's here tonight. And uh, he is a guy that really talked about his offensive line being better. They're proving it now. Slipping through a couple more tackles is Anton. It looked like he was dead red. Just about <laughs> one yard gain at the 50-yard line. Instead, he jolted past the 45. Nearly got a first down at the 42-yard line. It's going to be a second and maybe one and a half here. You know what this game's setting up for, right? This game is setting up for a third attempt at a field goal. Into the wind. Or this game goes to overtime. Isn't it setting up for that? Isn't that what St. Mary's Dakota is all about? Yeah, no doubt. 342 left. Anton again. Up the middle. He's free off the shoestring tackle. Wasn't made at the 30-yard line. Up to the 15 and Anton setting up this Orchard Lake offense just outside of a goal situation now. Oh, the pride of St. Regis really making himself present here tonight in the Upper East Side. How about Anthony Anton? I mean, this kid hasn't had but two carries in this game, maybe three early on, and you said it. Where was he? Well, he's come alive. Fresh legs maybe, Jeremy. Um, But he has owned this drive, and he's had all but, what, one or two carries of the eight or nine plays. First and 10 from the 17, right into the hands of Anton. Anton with a lot of free space, and he scores down the middle. Orchard Lake St. Mary's takes the lead with 3.09 to play in the fourth. How about it? What a better way to cap it off in the right way. Anthony Adams into the end zone. It's not over. This thing, St. Mary's scored too quick. Okay, this is not over. Uh, this is going to be a ball game, but... St. Mary's, a statement drive, said we're going to run it down your throat, stop us, you know we're running it, and Dakota couldn't. Can St. Mary's stop Dakota? We'll find out. you got to make this extra point, Jeremy. It's not been a gimme. That you do is this one will be buried through. The Eaglets take a 21-14 lead with 3.09 to play. You're the fourth frame on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, the Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Cush Paint and Nahez Recruiting. This is WDTK Detroit, the Patriot. Celebrating its 100th anniversary, Siena Heights University is offering its popular Discover Day, Saturday, November 2nd, for high school students and their families at the Adrian campus. Visitors will have the opportunity to learn about the admissions process, tour campus, engage with staff and faculty, and find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities Siena Heights has to offer. Visit go.sienaheights.edu forward slash discover to sign up. Join us November 2nd and learn what the Siena effect is all about. You're listening live 
to the CHSL Game of the Week. The touchdown lead, 21-14 for Orchard Lake St. Mary's. David Anton was, uh, or not David Anton, Anthony Anton. That's, That's right. There's another Anton that was a kicker punter, UD Jesuit. That's where I'm getting that from. Yeah, again. I remember him. He was a good one. He was. Line drive kick, circling to the end zone, just taken out so they Ooh. can return this football here. Who is That's, that a big play? That's Matt Love who swallowed at the 13-yard line in the end as the Gunners for the Eaglets hopped on him quickly. Guess who that gunner was? <laughs> Anthony Ant. <laughs> he made that play. Is that was that 33 that? or 37? Oh my goodness! Well, that's a critical play, partner. That thing landed right on the line. That hurt Dakota. That really hurt Dakota because that could have been called as most every kick tonight has as a touchback. Dakota has one timeout remaining. Orchard Lake has three. The Eaglets with a seven-point lead. Trips to the right. He looks that way. Has a man downfield that's tipped. Ooh. Mm. Through the hands of Eric Reese, who may have been able to dance with a little bit of free space at the 30-yard line, but instead it's a long second and ten on an incompletion. Yeah, Trey Kosnowski was back there headhunting for a ball. Look at him trotting on that turf. Look at him. Nice little strut to his step. Feeling good. Well, St. Mary's is in, uh, I mean, they're playing deep. So this is almost prevent. But you got to keep an eye on the spy of the big boy and the receiver and the running back, Stepney, who is not in the backfield right now. Did they push him out, Jeremy? They did. They widened him out down here. Okay. So two wideouts aside. And for Drosky in the gun, he's been there pretty much all game long. Has time to throw, throws a dart to the far sideline. Maybe a little too hot and high. Above the helmet of Gabe Matas, it springs into the Orchard Lake sideline. Brings up third and ten. Yeah, Terrence Batiste in coverage. And I'll tell you what, this is just, I mean, St. Mary's is licking their chops. They've picked this kid off three times. They've got him in a passing down third and ten. They're going to heat him up. If you're St. Mary's, you're watching for the screen. They're watch for the screen because that's what I'd call if I'm Greg Bauer. I'm calling a screen because it burnt St. Mary's earlier. Big play, third down and 10 from the Mary's 14-yard line here. Artson to the throw. It's picked off at the 20-yard line. Eaglets with free space to the right and a touchdown. Lance Hilly seals the deal with 2.46 to go here in the fourth. How about it, Lance Hilly, one of the kids they talked about, Dan Giesling, the linebacker coach, said he might be the best-kept secret of the Catholic League, a big hit and a growth spurt over the summer, but the interception return for touchdown, I got news for you. It is not over yet. St. Mary's knows that, but a big, big touchdown return on the interception, the fourth interception of the night forced by the St. Mary's defense. Another Cramp. Eaglet man cramping at the 10-yard yeah. line. Who is this? This is uh, Luke Whalen. Well, I'll tell you what. Kelly Garbig is earning her money tonight. She's the athletic trainer, does a great job. This is Whalen again. Oh, his daddy's got to get him some potatoes and bananas. <laughs> George Porritt is just not going to take this easy. Joe Whalen's in trouble. He's going to say, Joe, you can't keep your boy <laughs> hydrated. You take him down to Riverview Gabriel Rashard. <laughs> 
I'm kidding. He is a star in the Sam making. Sam Michelson would love to have him, I'm sure. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> this kid's a stud. He's their best playmaker on that defensive line. Two-touchdown lead for St. Mary's, but I'm telling you, it is not over. Doman in to kick this extra point here with 2.46 left in a 27-24 game, or 27-14 game. Make it 28 as he skies that one through. We'll have the finish of this one when we come back here on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and Siena Heights University. Socialism has been tried so many times by so many different people, large groups of people, small groups of people. It always fails. Always. Just take a look at San Francisco, Los Angeles, where they've been under socialism for a longer time than we here in Michigan. And uh, it's, it's distressing. The John McCullough Show, weekday evenings at 6 on The Patriot. Now, back to the CHSL Game of the Week. Welcome back to Dakota High School, 28-14. Lead for the visiting Eaglets of Orchard Lake St. Mary's. What a play by Lance Hilly. Yep. Pick six. That's a statement. That's a play last year. St. Mary's doesn't make. They let a team hang around. This time, looks like they might have just closed him out. Joman with a returnable ball. This one is taken out by Love. He's got space. He's across the 30-yard line. All the way across midfield to the 30-yard line. To the 20. He's going to the house, but there's a flag. There's a flag on the far yep. side of the it's field. Back. And that's Dakota too bad for Dakota. Have- hands all over their heads below us mm-hmm. what a run who was that seven my goodness what a burst of speed we haven't seen that all night out of that kid that was love but it's all coming back no love on that run as it's going to be erased so 233 left here in the fourth 28 to 14 the lead for the eaglets but it's not going to take them all the way back. It's going to take them to about, what, midfield, Jeremy? Yep. So it's still good field position with 2.33 left. Again, it is not over. One timeout remaining for the Cougars here. So that offense trots back out there. The presence of Zach Drosky making his first varsity start here today. Three picks in the first half, but has thrown some nice balls overall down the field. He has. He's going to get better. I mean, it's his first varsity start. The kid's going to be great. It's going to prepare him for teams like Eisenhower, going to prepare him for teams like Chippewa Valley. Um, But, yeah, I mean, this is what a defense like St. Mary's forces you to do when you're a rookie quarterback. St. Mary's going to burn a timeout here. As they talk it over, we'll stick with you. Jeremy Otto alongside Chan Bush to bring you the call. So glad you could tune in on your Thursday night. Thanks Used to coming to you on a Friday night. We'll do that tomorrow. Excited for the post game. Um, what's going on in the post game? Are you joining or are we too far away? I think we might be a little bit too far. Yeah, the today. Johnson, the J&J boy is going <laughs> to shake things up again. I think so. All right, all right. All right. Another score on our Alliance Catholic Credit Union scoreboard. Chippewa Valley 28, Celine 14. That's after the third. What else you got, huh? Any other Catholic League 
Mac games this year, if not today, that UB we know Jesuit of. Jesuit and Roseville matchup today. Okay. Haven't seen a score on that one. Oh, that'd be a fun one to get a report on. Fort here in Northern 35, Lakeshore 6. We'll try to track right. down some more scores as this broadcast wraps up. Oh, another and one. And another interception at the 48-yard line. This is a tip drill this time into the hands of yep. Bert Lucas. Yeah, sure. Uh, there's no 27 on the roster. He's the next closest. We're going to give him the pick, and I think that's who it is. And this kid's, uh, boy, this is the third deep safety getting a pick. That's five picks tonight. And uh, when your third deep safety is getting picked, you know things are going right. But this is uh, a statement by the OLSM defense. They're back. They're ready to play this year. Frank Janos has them ready. And it's uh, all but over as the folks head out of here onto Hall Road. Well, we talked about St. Mary's needing to come off the snide of back-to-back not. St. Mary's like years is, oh boy. Here's Anton again in open space at the 20-yard line up to the 10 and wrapped up at the 5-yard line. He's still hungry for another TD here. Why not add it on, make a statement. Anton says, I'm keeping the food jar open. I'm going to eat. And St. Mary's most likely, knowing George Port, he will not punch one in here. But if he does, 35-14 to 14 is not indicative of how this game went down. But how about Anton in this game making a statement late? The kid's over 100 yards, easily. What do you got for UD, brother? 10 to nothing over Roseville. That was at the start of uh, quarter number three, so I'm not sure how accurate that still is. It was 19 minutes ago, but. Thank you for that. Now it's 10 to 2, we hear from behind us from Luke Hammond. 10 to 2? Who hit the two-run shot? (laughs) 41 left in this one. We see a timeout by St. Mary's. They're up 28 to 14 right now, trying to seal the deal here in this game. Well, as George Port knows, and Greg Bauer knows it too, I mean, breaking in a new quarterback is never easy. And he had to do that last year with Grant, Grant Henson. And with Drowski, they'll get there. They've got enough pieces around them to be very good this year. And this is certainly a state tournament uh, title contender. I mean, Eric Reese at receiver and Drowski will be a good combination. I'll tell you what, Stephanie is just going to be a running back that is going to open some eyes in the MAC and the whole entire state of Michigan. Some more scores via Alliance Catholic Credit Union scoreboard report. Livonia Franklin 44, Howell 21. That's at the start. Of the fourth quarter. Bishop Foley all over Detroit University Prep Science and Math 54 nothing. Edwardsburg, one of those perennial powers, up 45 to 8 over Dowagiak. That's the final score. Wow. Handoff here for the Eaglets right side with a minute 35 remaining. They're able to gain to the eight yard line. It's third and goal. St. Mary's, a team that won the state title in baseball, won the state title in rowing last year. St. Mary's crew. And uh, the way that one of the, the only crew program in the Catholic League, by the way. Mike Parker, a former member. 
Did you do that when you were there? I didn't. I played baseball. I played a real sport. <laughs> My brother played rowing. Or what do you say? He rowed. That's he what rode. you say. It's a cool sport, and I love it, and it's good for Mike Parker. It's just not for me. <laughs> real athletes play baseball and football. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Mike. Relax. I told you he wasn't going to punch one in here, god dang it. Yeah, just a, pretty much a knee. It was a run up the middle, but uh, he went down right away with 39 seconds left. Orchard Lake up 28-14, to 14, looking to seal off this one here today. Classy move by Port in his 30th year already. Took over in 1988 from a man by the name of Rob Hager. More scores via Alliance Catholic Credit Union scoreboard. You would judge with uh, Roseville tighter a little bit now, 10 to 6 after a, a block kick by UAD. Blissfield losing or beating Ottawa Lake Whiteford right now, 33 to 14. Two smaller schools who uh, compete for a state title every year. Menden, 14 to 7 over Decatur. That's the final score. Stony Creek 7, Utica Ford 0. That's early on in that one. Seaholm 41, Ferndale 6. That's the final score. And that is going to be the end of the ball game as the final play has been run. 3, 2, and 1. And Orchard Lake comes up with a big victory here in game number 1, 28 to 14, Chad Bush. George Port said we need to win a big game. In that pregame cut, you said. This is a big game, and they get a win over Macomb, Dakota, a very good program, not just in the MAC, not just in the Detroit area, in the state of Michigan, to beat this program on their field after getting beat by them in close games the last three years. Good for Orchard Lake St. Mary's to get this win. Dakota's got a fast track ahead of them as soon as they get their quarterback situation straight. But for St. Mary's, it was the same old, same old dominating defense that forced five turnovers, five interceptions, and a run game that was unstoppable in the end that wore out Dakota. What's going on here? Well, initially they put 12.2 seconds back on the clock, and now they're winding it, so I think this is officially it as they shake hands at midfield. 28-14, to your final score in this one. The postgame is next on the Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week on the Patriot is sponsored by Balance of Nature. Mike Gallagher believes we live our values. The words of Ilhan Omar, a congresswoman who believes that we Americans don't live our values. Guess who lives our values? We do. No, Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, we live our values because this is the greatest country on the planet. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 9 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. Stay tuned for the post-game show next on The Patriot. Sportsmanship is still relevant in school sports. Good sportsmanship should be a given at our games. It's one of the primary reasons we have school sports to begin with, to help today's young people become tomorrow's community leaders. You can learn more about sportsmanship and download a full kit of sportsmanship ideas from the MHSA website at MHSAA.com. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics.
28-14, your final score in this one as Orchard Lake St. Mary is able to defeat Dakota here in week one of the high school football season. For the Lions Catholic Credit Union, whether in person or on the phone, you have access to professionals dedicated to helping you navigate your financial goals. And their first-rate mobile app allows you to access your money anytime. Alliance Catholic has nine convenient locations around Metro Detroit. Credit Union members can use nearly 30,000 surcharge-free ATMs around the country, including most 7-Eleven locations. So whether you're looking at a lot or a little managing your money, Alliance Catholic Credit Union is your financial guardian angel. Visit AllianceCatholic.com to join today. Federally insured by NCUA, Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League. So a big win for Dakota, snapping their three-game losing streak. Or a big win for Orchard Lake over Dakota, I should say, snapping their three-game losing streak over these Cougars in a season where they really want to turn around their program, I guess you could say. Yeah, this was the year. St. Mary said it. Hey, we're better. We think we're better, but we got to prove it. And we look and we see it on paper, but until it comes in a game form, we're not going to believe it, and we're not going to believe that we're good. And, and so they've come out here, made a statement tonight, Jeremy. They ran the football, defended well. Frank Genosa's defense is back. Their offensive line played well. Depth, depth, depth. St. Mary's has it all over the field. That was, I think, the difference tonight, especially down the stretch. Uh, you saw what the Eaglets were able to do in the run game with their balance. You saw Anthony Anton, but early on it was the dominance of Garnett Davis getting it done. And then defensively, what a what a what a deep deep uh, effort on attacking the quarterback, smelling blood of Dakota tonight, and really getting it done. But give give Dakota credit, they hung in this game. Score not indicative of St. Mary's two touchdown win. It was a really close effort, thanks to a couple bombs by Dakota to keep themselves in the contest. But St. Mary's saying, hey, we are here to play in the Catholic League this year. Five and twelve the last two years. That's gone. Wash it out your mouth. We'll take a look at these two teams' upcoming schedule. Also chat with Brendan Johnson and company back at our WDTK studios in Ferndale when we get back here on the Patriot. Hey, Warrior fans, it's Sean Belegian, and we are back. That's right, Warrior football back right here on your home for the Warriors. FM 1015 at AM 1400, the Patriot. Don't miss a second of the GLIAC action. The Warriors look to get back on top in the GLIAC Conference. Along with my broadcast partner, Josh Rennell, Wayne State Hall of Famer, join us each and every week as we follow the journey of the 2019 Warriors right here on FM 1015 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Dennis Prager is tired of the media coverage of the president. There's always another example of the president being divisive. The president basically said, why would a Jew vote Democrat? How, How could this be? Jews... I want you to be more faithful to your people and to the Jewish state. That is now white nationalist advocacy. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at noon on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. Whether you're looking to move or stay put, now is a great time to purchase or refinance a home. Our friends at Alliance Catholic Credit Union can help. Whether you want a fixed rate or an adjustable one, want to retire in 15 years or lock in 30, want to buy an existing home or build a new one, they have mortgage options for you. With Alliance Catholic Credit Union, you get more than competitive rates and a great selection. You receive personal expert service that is fitting for any member. 
So whether considering a mortgage or just looking for trusted help, managing your money, Alliance Catholic Credit Union is your financial guardian angel. Visit AllianceCatholic.com to apply today. Federally, federally insured by NCUA, equal housing lender. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League. Jeremy Otto back alongside Chad Bush to bring you the call here today. We look at these two teams' upcoming schedules. I think it's tougher for St. Mary's next week at least. Angola, Indiana, it's a solid squad. Yeah, Angola, Indiana, week two. Then it's uh, Harper Woods Chandler Park, a little bit of a deep breath. That's their only break, to be fair. Then it's Wall Lake Western, Warren De La Salle, Brother Rice, Catholic Central. Uh, That's a Rice team that beat Eisenhower today as well. <laughs> That's right, a Rice team that just beat Eisenhower. So it, it, in the gauntlet goes, we know how it is, all the Catholic League teams and the uh, in the double in the A have that, but uh, yeah, look ahead is interesting. Then what do we got for Dakota? Who do they have? So you have Frazier in week two, Anchor Bay in week three, Sterling Heights, Stevenson in week four, and then Chip Valley, the big game for them, uh, certainly in week five. Yeah, Chip Valley going to be tough. I believe that was the team that was picked to win the MAC. Um, Scott Merchant, Catholic Leaguer, Brother Rice, let's say no more. Well, Brendan Johnson and company is waiting back in our WDTK studios patiently. He's been itching to do another CHSL drive home show, Art. Haven't you, Brendan? You know, my arms are a little red, but that's okay, Jeremy. Yes, we are excited to be back here in the WDTK studios. And week one of high school football, it's an exciting time. And I'll tell you, the weather has actually kind of worked out to really feel like the fall as well. The breeze is back. We actually have two games in the Catholic League right now in a lightning delay as well. Uh, so we'll give you really? the details on that. We've got some final scores coming in. Uh, we got a couple of guys that are maybe making their drive home debut today here in the WDTK okay. studio. At least one debut. And Aaron, who was with me at halftime, he's been on before, but making a return here to the studios without a floaty out on the West Coast. So uh, some good stuff in store and a huge win for Orchard Lake St. Mary's. The first time in this series uh, over the last four years that Orchard Lake St. Mary's has been able to defeat Macomb, Dakota. Yeah, thanks for that reminder, Brennan Johnson. <laughs> and and also, sorry about the red arms. Uh, were you diving all over the red turf at Dabrowski Field? <laughs> oh, you know, just, just in preparation for the game. Everybody's got a different, you know, preseason ritual, preseason, you know, thing they got to go through. And that's what I did. But you know what? We're ready. We're here tonight. And uh, we're excited. We're ready to go out and battle and get the job done here in studio today. My man. <laughs> well, we uh, we look forward to that as we do all season long. We'll have two, tri- two drive homes this week uh, with our game tomorrow night as well. And Chad and I are back in the air at 630 for Muskegon um, versus LaSalle down to the Prep Kickoff Classic. That's something that we're really looking forward to, and I think it should be another exciting matchup here to cover on the Patriot. We thank everyone involved with our broadcast here today. Alex Westfall, our brand-new on-site engineer, Luke Hammond helping out as well. Brian Belaski back at our WDTK studios. My broadcast partner, Chad Bush. I'm Jeremy Otto. We will see you tomorrow. Drive home next. CHSL Game of the Week is proudly sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union, Siena Heights University, Balance of Nature, Cush Paint, and Nahez Recruiting. Learn more about Catholic League football at chsl.com.
and stay tuned to FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 